Are we live? Are we recording? I think we're recording. Hold on. Graham, <laughs> welcome Francis, back, man. Thanks a million. You've thrown a few pounds this <laughs> last, Graham, have you? Loads, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a Euro and Easter egg, sure. <laughs> Easily done. It's fucking scary, the, the Euro and Easter yeah, egg, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's fucking, it's getting a bit ridiculous now yeah, at this stage. I've already eaten mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones that you have already, which yeah. you'll eat a few more by the end of the weekend. No, I'm trying to be good. And come here, what, and I, I was I was jesting there when I said you put yeah, on a, a bit of weight. I'm going to cry now. I know you. I know you're injured, and that's all I know. Yeah. So can you yeah. fill me and everyone else up to speed as to why you're getting fat? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm back doing a bit of running actually, um, and cycling. Um, got out for a ten miler this morning and a couple of other mornings this week, and it seems to be holding up all right. Uh, what? Sorry, what seems to be holding m- up all right? The knee. Okay. I always everything is referenced as then he as opposed to my knee, but uh, yeah. So I was attempting the Ireland way. Um, it was uh, fastest known time or FKT world record attempt in January, and I started in Ballycastle in Antrim, and it was meant to finish Castle Down Bear in Cork, and it was a thousand kilometre run. And the record was fifteen days. I was hoping to do it in nine, Fuck. Ten, ten days. Yeah. And then first night, um, first night, I got up into a wind farm. So I had one lad crewing, but he was nowhere. He was a couple of hours away. Um, so I was up about a two-hour hike up the top of a mountain. Up. In and, uh, sorry to cut across you now, but you said that you you had a man crewing. But just again, so I have this clear, and people know what's going on. It's an off-road race. Yeah. So it's not yeah. as if you've got a caravan. 10 feet behind you no, with all the gear no, and all the food is, in the world so it's the Ireland way so it's all fire roads beaches bog roads access roads just, or whatever like yeah, farmland yeah. trails shit like that You're just avoiding all the main roads as much as you can so um, Andy Riley was crewing with me he does all the crewing um, and uh, yeah everything was going grand I uh, was loving it Um Genuinely thought I could finish it or had it finished, even though it was only day one. Um, went up the access road to a wind farm somewhere in the Spiran Mountains, Tyrone, okay. I think. Um, as I was going up and up, snow started to appear, a couple of snowmen, um, and into freezing fog. Um, I was up around the wind turbines like you couldn't literally couldn't see your hand in front of your face um, I could hear the wind turbines but I couldn't see them and I could probably touch one if I wanted to but I couldn't see it yeah, so yeah. I couldn't see anything got to a point where it says no access but it was on the route so I fucking hopped the fence and went off I rang Andy actually told me he said look it's on the route so just keep going and then it got worse as I got up to the top of the mountain and then I lost the path and as I said, I couldn't see in front of myself. I looked down the ground, it was all grass, ran this way, all grass, ran that way, all grass. I'd lost the the path altogether. Rang Andy to see, could he direct me, because I had a tracker on me. And when I rang him, phone died. Watch wasn't acting, or watch wasn't doing what it was meant to do navigation-wise. And I think for the first time, I properly panicked. I'd say in my life, to be honest, I just, I didn't know what to do. I knew I couldn't make it back to the road where he left me, which is two hours away. Uh, I was froze. I mean, fucking hypothermia was setting in. I was head to toe in ice. All the icicles were starting to form on, on the sweat from me being down below by the time I got to the top. 
Um, just kept running, got to a turbine, got to a turbine, got to a turbine, didn't know what to do. There was a, a port cabin for the workers up there. I thought, will I smash it in? Will I smash in the door and just jump in and wait till they come in the morning? <laughs> or, um, because I, all, I was always prepared. And when I left Andy, I said, right, I'll see you over the top. And I just thought, run up and down a couple of hours, Grant. So I had no power banks. I had no spare head torch, nothing. So I was running blind, thought to myself... If the head torch goes, now this is like this is no in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's no lights to be seen, and I I couldn't see anything with the the freezing fog anyway. Um, and I thought if the head torch goes, that's it. You like what do I do? Like do I just keep running till I hit a town six seven hours away, which I wouldn't have made, uh, or do I just sit down on the ground and hope that you wake up in the yeah, morning? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Like so, first I think it was the first time in my life I was properly. Probably thought I had fucked up and there was no way out of this. Like, and, and like, it's easy to say it now. And if somebody was telling me now, like, and it brings us back to when we were in school, like, the first thing you'd say to someone, Yep, yeah, did you die? Because yeah. you're sitting in front of me, so shut the vote. But it genuinely freaked me out. So I ran blind to try and get out of the fog. Um, and just by chance, I ran that way instead of that way. Not, not that I knew where I was. But um, in, in about 20 seconds, I went. My right hip disappeared fully, my right leg fully up to my hip into um, three bog holes in about 20 seconds. And my left knee just imploded underneath me. Uh, I think I clipped my chin with my knee. I was that low to the ground at one stage. Um, Kept running like fuck to get out of the fog. And then I saw a light maybe five miles away, six miles away. And I just... Now I'd run 100 eight kilometers at this stage on the first day and uh i'd say they were my fastest few kilometers and what was the light uh i i didn't know it was a, it turned out to be a farmhouse um so i just kept running <clears throat> uh had to cross two rivers like fast flowing rivers ripped on my gear going over barbed wire fence uh torn bushes everything excuse me <clears throat> to try and get over and um then just saw this glint in the corner and it was a bit of tarmac road and nearly started fucking crying. Got the road, uh, didn't know where I was going, didn't know whether to go right or left, went left and there was a good few houses up along it so I said, keep going, see, does the watch kick back in, find the purple line that I was meant to be following and uh, if not, then just knock in one of these houses. But it was one o'clock in the morning, do you know? You'd be some sketch. Up north. <laughs> I don't know what area this is or what. So I kept going... Um, Past all these houses, one house was up, he was watching something. So I said, just keep going, see, can you see the town up ahead of you? And if not, go back to your man's house. And then I got to a point where all the houses were gone, no lights in front of me. And I just thought, no, I'm not doing this again. So I ran back to go to your man's house to, I don't know, fucking let me in. And just before I got to his house, Andy came up in the van because he was tracking me. I'm sure I didn't know he was tracking, or I didn't know if if he could see me or anything. Uh, and he was there um, and just managed to book a hotel that night she was waiting up for us for hours to get there and uh, pretty sure I was hypothermic um, scald not shower about 14 jumpers on two duvets woolly hat and shook myself to sleep (laughs) (laughs) hoping I'd wake up the next morning to go again (coughs) which I did had the dirty Ulster fry and uh, set off but it fucking spooked me now Really spooked me. 
I'd rather believe it. Yeah, I've never been spooked. Um, but the knee then, so uh, second day went off. Grant had went off like Robocop with the amount of power banks and spearhead torches <laughs> and everything. And uh, off we went. Um, got 80k done that day. 85, I think. This is obviously after blowing out your knee. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but... I and could know. you? Were you kind of going? Oh, I can get through this, or was it not sore? It wasn't sore. Yeah. No, but I, I like when it happened. I felt the crunch. Yeah, yeah. Something the, went, and several things went. Um, but the knee was fine, and I don't know. Genuinely, don't know if it was to do with the cold that kept the inflammation down, um, and the adrenaline through to the next day. Um, got about eighty k into the second day, heading off up the mountains. No phone reception, not even internet, but no actual phone reception to ring Andy. And I was like, if I go up that mountain again, and he doesn't know where I am, I don't have enough. Again, I wasn't ready for it. So I I slowed down an awful lot, hung around a bit, and then he came up, eventually found me. Um, Headed into the night then, and then just out of nowhere. Now, this is all off-road, all uneven surface. But out of nowhere then, I just got this unmerciful bang to the knee and tried running, couldn't run, tried again, couldn't run. Now, I, I can not blow my own horn, but I, I, I love suffering and I can endure an awful lot. But this this mechanically was, was no go. So I stopped, started to walk, and then within about 30 seconds of walking, that was it, was just gone. So got into the van, we said, right, we'll cut it short now, go to the hotel and reassess in the morning. Um... Didn't sleep a wink that night with the pain. Tried every different position I could. Still told myself I'd start the next day. Tried to get to the bathroom. Couldn't get to the bathroom. Uh, holding the walls and everything. Um, and he was still asleep. And I went over to get a bit of breakfast. There was one tiny step out the hotel. And the knee gave way. Fell to the floor. Still told myself. Get a bit of food into you. You'll be grand. Man. Got over to the spa. Bit of food. And just just barely made it back. Um, and he agreed that look, like if it was two days left I'd have walked it you know or I'd have crawled the fucking thing but I was only two days into it so it was just there was no point Um, took me a good two days to convince myself that I was injured enough to stop and then I got the MRI and there was I tore my ACL MCL there was two cartilage tears hamstring tear uh, femoral cyst and then there was bad dose of tendinopathy in the knee as well so that's why I'm fat because <laughs> <laughs> I took feeling sorry for myself for the first time in my life is there or what was there at the time and is there now a concern that this could be a, a career ending type thing uh, an earlier knee replacement I'm sure yeah but sure, we're all getting one anyway. <laughs> you might be. I'm not fucking queuing up for one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So now I have to be sensible um, in how fast I go back or how hard I go back. Do you know? So I want, I, like, as soon as I'm ready, I'm going back to finish it. Um, okay, so is that the next? Th- no, that's still the... the- uh, I'm going to do... So I did a double Everest on on the bike last year in Tara okay you're going to have to explain I know what it is but for uh, other people who don't so know how much of a lunatic you are anywhere in the world um, and whatever the elevation gain is you cycle that as many times until the elevation 
is the same as the height of Everest, Mount Everest. So it's been done thousands of times all over the world. And sorry, just to be, to be clear about that, it's an increase in elevation, so the, the ride down doesn't even no, count. No, 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 it's only the increase. Yeah, so you count the distance on your way up. up and then have fun on the and way And then down. on your way up, and yeah, then on your way up. Yeah. Okay. So it's been done, Everest has been done loads, but a double was never done before. <laughs> uh, not in Ireland, and only a handful in the world. Um, so, like, re- normally, like, if you were doing it for time or whatever, you'd pick a good steep hill and you just go at it. But I was doing it for the Alzheimer's Centre in Navin, so I picked the hill of Tara. A nice easy hill. It is a grand <laughs> hill, but it's a long hill with feck all elevation in it. Yes, I know what you mean. So I ended up having to do 250 reps non-stop. Yeah, so if it was shorter and steeper, you yeah. wouldn't have had to do nearly yeah, so as many. Like, uh, the, say the, the normal Everest might be 110k. Mine was 360k. Ooh. And then I had to go and do it again. Um, took two days. I think it was about 47 hours. And I about 20 minutes sleep in, in the 47 hours. Does that appeal to you, though? Okay, here's this mad, really hard thing. I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll put thumbtacks in my shoes. <laughs> do, you, do you know that kind of way? Um, it, it does, but I, like I, everyone asks the same thing. Like, why? Like, I don't fucking know. It does appeal to me, but it's for me that I do it. It's not for kudos and all your class. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's something really hard. Do you think you can do it? I think I can do it. Right, we'll go and do it. But there's, a, there's an old lad that comes into the shop and he was he said it on Ram and then he said it on Race Round Ireland as well. And he said, you have these things done before, you have these things finished before you even start them. I know by you as soon as you mention it. And I never thought of that until he said it. Um, I thought it was a nice uh, nice outlook from someone else. But I don't know if I can do them. Until you do them. Until I do them, yeah. But then I'm my own harshest critic then because I think if I do it, well then anyone can do it. They just haven't tried. That I, do you know, and th- this is where it's spiralling out of control. Is as soon as I do something, I don't think it's... I don't think it was as daunting or as challenging as everyone thought. Or maybe even that you thought. Or that I thought, mm. because it's done. So, go again. Go go harder, go bigger. So, one of them will fucking kill me, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me nicely along to Chasing Breaking. Yeah. The name of the book, the name of the podcast, the name of the TV series, the name of the drama. <laughs> yeah. The name of the cheap porno when I'm washed up <laughs> out of work and looking for money. Because <laughs> it's funny because the first time you were on, I was I was fucking banging that drum pretty hard. You know, yeah. get online, promote yourself, have a, a dedicated you know page for you and your endeavors and and all that jazz. And you've yeah. since bitten the bullet and done it. But there's and I'm struggling. The reason I'm particularly interested in, in this is because. I struggle a little bit with the whole off the lead thing. I don't mind promoting off the lead as much because that's not like if it was the Fran McKeown show. Yeah, I don't know if I like your website, <laughs> like the website exactly. Well, that was work. That was different. Yeah, but um, there's something about that self promotion thing that I think Irish people get it is less Irish than yeah. Irish, than Americans say. Yeah, yeah, it is an Irish thing. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want a page for it, but but I had said the last time I didn't think I'd done anything worthy enough that's right to have my own page but yet 
I had done stuff that only one other Irish person has ever done. But as you just said two seconds ago, as soon as you've done something, I know, yeah, it's like, oh, it's, that's not worth it. But then I, I had like Solar Racer in Ireland in mind. I don't think I had my own page for that. Do you know, it's like it's meant to be the second toughest race in the world. But um, I had I genuinely didn't think I stood a chance in doing it. I ended up coming third, um, riddled with injuries. But even after that, I was like, no, like if I can do it, then I know several lads that could do it. They just haven't tried yet. That's not to say they can if I can do it. But yeah, it's shameless self-promotion, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that to, to a degree. Like it's a necessary evil to a certain degree. Yeah. Or is it? I mean, you, you I, I know, know your I industry know, better than I do. I know, yeah. Like, I think the reason why I set it up in the end then was because I didn't want to be spamming the shop page, Spun Cycles and Spun Run page, all the time. Do you know, it's great for the events to have it up on the page, but not every cycle I do, every train. Do you know? But then yes. I don't, I don't, I don't share my Strava stuff or my train and things. I, I don't share fucking Gandhi quotes. I still don't share Gandhi quotes. I said that the last time as well. Um, I don't try to <clears throat> inspire or assist or any of that bollock. Like, do you know, people have an interest in the events I do, so I, I just thought I better have a page or two that they can follow it on. And that's it. And and join in if they want, do you know. Oh, yeah. No, which, I guess. which it is great. Like, uh, the first night, uh, yeah, the first night on on... Ireland way just before I'd done my knee and I was running down the road and you're checking the watch and it's like oh is it this turn or is it the next turn and some fella stopped and he says yeah you're going the right way I was like how the fuck do you know and he goes oh I'm following your tracker I, you know but he was on my face or the Instagram page class yeah so it's it's that kind of stuff where people will come out on the road and there's a sense of community to oh, it too is, isn't yeah, there that, yeah no there is there really is um, since I've set it up there's the response has been brilliant. Yeah, you? yeah, I'm delighted to hear that. It is absolutely class. Yeah, yeah, people are amazing. People come really good when you're doing something good as well. You know, and it's always for a charity. It's all, I do everything for the Alzheimer's Centre in Avon, so um, there's always a good, good response. Yeah, no, no, it's great, and I think it's yeah. important as well to see because I, I think, and I, I think I said this to you the last time as well. I think young people coming up, they see. Americans do these wonderful things and they see yeah, yeah. English people and they might even see Irish people but they're not from their town and it all seems a little bit kind of too far away out, out of reach almost yeah. but then all of a sudden jeez your man who owns the bike shop that's down the road from me he's doing all this mad shit and it just brings things closer it brings yeah, things within reach within reach like yeah yeah no it does yeah yeah, it's good um, on the training then for this particular one the, the one that you your next one and your previous one say what's the name of it again it's not Man and Head to Mizzen Point it's um, the the Ireland Way the Ireland Way okay so <clears throat> I've often wondered like what's the training for something like that yeah so I, I was training for it's, 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 trains all over the place um, because I've been training to do Race Cross America solo for the last two years okay so that's a cycle coast to coast yeah. that you've done before as part of a two man as a two man yeah so it's 5,000 kilometres in 10 days lovely um, 20, <laughs> 22 hours a day on the bike um, so sorry 5,000 kilometres in 10 days yeah. 500 kilometres a day yeah yeah. is it that or is it you know 7 one day and 3 um, another day well you just keep going like you, you cycle 22 hours a day and then that's our kind of plan is then into bed for 2 hours and 
and go again. So whatever you cover, you cover. Okay. Um, but the Irish record is like 11 days and two hours, I think. Uh, so I'd like to just try and break the 11 days. Okay. And take that, yeah. And sorry, sorry to chop and change, but you mentioned before that the Ireland's way record was... Was it 15, 15 and you wanted to do it in nine? What made you think that you could shave such a proportion um, off Because I've built up these events over the last few years, like I can, like I, I can't train the way a lot of others can. Um, I have two babies, I have two jobs. I just don't get the recovery in. So I'll never have the speed of, of the top athletes. I just won't. Um and what's what? What do they have over you? No like, kids. No, but what? Like what? What? Like they've no kids, but that's not having kids doesn't slow you down. Not having the time to rest or train might oh, slow the, you down. Yeah, yeah. So the recovery, like like so, it's, it's recovery. Oh, it's though, all, is it? It, but it's all about recovery. Like I train as much or more than Olympian, but they nap during the day, have all their food laid out for them, and have full night sleeps. You know, so I can't. I know myself. I can't get to that next level. Um, because my kids don't sleep, do you know. <laughs> you can never get a proper night's sleep, and then you like I'm up at four in the morning to go training, and then in work for ten hours. Do you know, I just I can't get to that next level. I know I can't. But if I go up against a top runner or cyclist or athlete or whatever, and we say right, this is going to take a month. I, I'd, I'd fancy my chances a lot more than this race is going to take 24 hours. Yes. I can I can go further than most, I think. And is that a physical thing or a mental thing or both? Oh, mental. Okay. Yeah, if the body of Hans Molman now. Like, it's all in the head. The body of Hans are? Hans Molman. The little dude from the Simpsons. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all mental. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally strong. And how do you train that? Uh, so, sorry, yeah. So, Ram keeps getting postponed because of this COVID bollocks. Um, so, I was training then for the Montane Spine Race. So, it's meant to be the toughest foot race on earth. So, they say um, it's 438 kilometres non-stop in the snow in the Pennine Mountain Ranges, but along the spine of it. So, you're... Yes, up the top the whole way. Um, I think you, f- I think you five in five days is, would would be the plan. Now, when I hear something like that, what I have in my mind's eye is YouTube videos of lads running along with like a fucking four hundred foot drop one side and a four hundred foot drop. Uh, the other side. I think there is there is a bit of that because um, they say like there's a few of them that you have to watch out for abandoned mine shafts and stuff. Um, it wouldn't be a, a such like the kind of the sky running stuff where it's ridges yes um but it's uh it's always fucking knee deep in snow um 20 kg on your bag self-supported carrying your tent if you want um so my I, my plan would be there's four checkpoints where you'd have um fresh clothing and gear in a hut or a, a town hall or whatever so my plan would be not to sleep until i get to those places okay so i'd like to think i could probably do it in five days and maybe two hours sleep in the five days three hours sleep in the five days okay and that so if anybody out there wants to run a 5k or do a triathlon or whatever they can just do the training and they can bring themselves up to a level to do it yeah but how do you train if it's if it's all mental are you just born with your mentality no or how do you train mental 
Well, if it's all about being, if it's if it's like I asked you, is it you know mental or physical or both? And you said, well, it's basically all mental. Yeah, well, because well, you have to be a certain level of fitness. Oh, but of course. Yeah, but like I, I've raced against lads that are far about like you know some of the top runners in the country, um, but they DNF'd a couple of races that I didn't. Yeah, it did they, not finish being yeah, DNF. They didn't. Do you know, they didn't, maybe they didn't have it in. I, I don't know, do you know. Like, I, the Kerryway Ultra, like, I know a few lads that, jeez, I wouldn't get near them, but they didn't finish it, and I did. I tore my hip flexor, it was hanging off the bone. I had 50k left, but I knew I could walk it, and I walked it with five hours to spare. So I want to go back down this year and do it right. <laughs> but, like... Because it like, wasn't good enough. No, no, I want to back and run the whole thing. But, um... So they, they they are physically gifted, but they they didn't finish. Like do you know, they didn't have it in them to finish. Yeah, they physically did. Yeah, so. yeah. they were well capable. Yeah. Of physically oh god, doing. yeah, and miles ahead, but not not mentally. So, but how do you train mental? I don't know. I think my thing has just been a gradual increase of stupidity and distance, and you just you just become fit by train like and uh, harping on the same thing but it, it's consistency like if you're constantly like I've managed to avoid being injured for six seven years since I started all this and that's where it's built up to you know and then Bernard that was on last week he's my coach so he just changes the you know you go a little bit longer in your training or you go for the hills so the training is still the same that's where um, I was training for the spine race, which is 438k. And then when that was cancelled, I said, well, fuck this, I'm not wasting this training. So I decided to try and run a 1,000k. So the distance is no different. I can only train a certain amount. Yeah, whether it's for 400 or, or 800. Yeah, yeah. But it's in the head where you, whether you think then you can finish it or not. Okay. Yeah. And on the, do you do, is there, like I'm not in the ultra marathon elite sports people loop. <laughs> but you, well, you are more than I am but what I'm curious to know is there in that world like like I know what oh, that there are there are running coaches that do my understanding of them is they do a lot more or they're not even running coaches but there are sports psychologists say and their job they're they're not their expertise isn't in uh, developing your quads or your hamstrings or making mm. sure you have the right amount of macros or micros or fucking protein or water intake like leave all that to the likes yeah. of Bernard but have you uh, any interest or have you ever gone to a sports psychologist before say or somebody who would help you with the with the mental aspect of it no I haven't gone to one um, that is a thing though in, oh, in that geez, world God, yeah, yeah would have thought yeah, so yeah um, it is yeah and people say to train your mind and but I, I, I'd like to think I'm strong enough mentally to not like. Not that it, I just haven't gone. I haven't gone to one. But when I was doing race in Ireland, um, so it was two thousand two hundred kilometers, five days. I slept for two and a half hours in the five days. Uh, Shermer's neck that we spoke of last time. All the muscles stop working in your neck. Chin is stuck to your chest. Can't see where you're going. Lost all feeling in my hands and feet. It was. Great crack, it was lovely. Um, but I had no, I, I just, I didn't think I could do it. I genuinely didn't think I could do it. Um, but I said to myself, 
if I can't do that, well, then you may forget about Ram. So that's why I was doing it. But um, Tony, our friend Tony, uh, he's a psychologist. But he was in college with a lad in Sligo, uh, John McGinty. And he said, I'll give him a shout, see would he do something for you. And uh, I saw God, right. And I, probably the week leading up to it, I was sick to me. I just, I could nobody could talk to me. I couldn't, I was just terrified that this is it. I'm going to be found out. I'm going to get two days into this race and, you know, everyone will be fucking laughing and you're going to fail and then nobody will come to your shop and nobody will come to your physio clinic and <laughs> you're useless. And, um, and he just rang me and within, I think, 20 minutes, and it was it was the way he, I should have thought about this, but he was kind of saying, you know, when it all starts to fall apart, it's green thoughts, only green thoughts, no red thoughts, green is good, red is bad. But he had said, I honestly can't remember, so I'm not even going to waste trying to think of it, but he said something to me and it was just like a bubble just burst and everything just relaxed. I figure out what he said, but uh, <laughs> you're keeping it yourself, you no, prick. No, I can't. I can't. I'll text you. Your competitive um, advantage, yeah. But uh, and that was it. Um, I think I came in off after the phone, and uh, Lauren was like, "What did he say to you?" And everything had changed, and I was, I was just ready, and that was it. Went out and did far better than I thought, and a lot better than most thought. Yeah. Yeah, when you were saying there that that the, the and I'm familiar with that that rumination of negative thoughts that you know what people say what yeah. people think and I, I and I used it, I used it when, as when, fuel. Say. Yeah, but when things were falling apart and I was getting a bit antsy, he it was just because he was shouting down the phone at me before I before I left. I rang him just before the start of it as well then, and uh, he was like just fucking green thoughts. And every time something was going wrong, that was in my ear, and things just fizzled and calmed and off we went for another fucking 10 hours of torture yeah cause the, but it really worked like yeah well well, it's it's mad though because anything that's mental you can easily kind of get rid of it because you've put it there in the first place yeah do, do you know that yeah. kind of way like you, yeah. you can't you can't talk yourself out of not having trained enough <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely but I haven't gone to anyone since him because what he did I've I have never I've never doubted Myself since. Yeah. Well, if you use the analogy of, of your knee or your elbow, if you go to a physio and they basically fix it, for want of a better term, you don't really feel the need to go and get it checked out if it's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that things have slowly built and got me up. But when I decided like, to do the double Everest, it was 250 reps. The most I ever done on fucking Dara was 18. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I knew I could do it. But there's, a, there's something I love about that, though. Like the, it, for you, if I have this right... It can't be within reach. It has to be oh, a little to- bit just, no, I can't get there yet. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do things that I know anyone personally who has done them before me. Okay, that's another level to it. Yeah. I like being the first. Yeah, well, there's all, what I love about being the first is no one can take that away from you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm double Everston Crow Patrick. Uh, running now um, in the next couple of months in your bare feet provided the knee yeah except <laughs> my granny provided the knee holds up so I, I'll be I have Ireland's first ever double by bike and I'll hopefully have Ireland's first ever double on foot and I think it'd be the world's first double double oh lovely champ champ, champ, champ. <laughs> double double yeah 
Um, yeah. So I suppose the mental side of it then, like if, unless you do them, it's very hard to to explain. But people kind of say like, so on Ireland's way, like I was running seventeen hours. The plan was to kind of run seventeen, eighteen hours a day. And people were like, how the fuck can you do that? But like day one was frightened rabbit in my ear music for four hours do you know David Gray for three hours it's like why wouldn't you want to do it do you know the pain is inevitable I I kind of endure that but you're getting away from everything and you're getting to listen to your music or listen to your podcasts the sun will rise the sun will set you're either in work or you're out doing something yeah but you, you could be on a couch yeah but like smoking giants and eating yeah, biscuits well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Since my injury, <laughs> uh, newfound love of biscuits. That is, um, yeah, I know, but that's not that's not living. Speaking of drugs, um, does performance enhancing drugs come into it? For me, I, well, yeah, for you in the sport generally. No, would, never, would you view that as cheating? As in the legal stuff. Well, well, either or, or but protein. But, well, no, I suppose I suppose concentrating on the on the elite on the illegal stuff because, like, it's it's a weird you're one. yourself stuff for that, like, God, no, I, I have never and would never. I just, I, I don't, I don't get how you could, how you could come on the legs of here, talking about stuff you've done if you've been fucking off your banger and that none of you was put into doing it, do you know. Well, I suppose the excuse that people give is that kind of everyone's doing it. It's normal. Maybe in professional sport, but not this crack. And th- but that's what I'm trying to figure out is is maybe it, there is, is it a, maybe there is, is it a is it much of a component of it? You're probably out of that loop, I suppose. Yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you'd. I don't know. Will will, will you? Like, do you think people are doing an Everest off the banger? Well, I don't know if they're off their... Just to be an average be off, their, off their banger, though, but I mean, I'm sure, yeah, 100% people are really? definitely taking drugs to get them to the top of Everson back. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I honestly never cross my mind. Not, not in the ultra stuff. I suppose... I suppose because the ultra is relatively new and it's so fucking hard anyway. It's a really tight-knit community. But... You're... You're constantly reaching and reaching and reaching, and you want something that's further away, further yeah, away, further away. Yeah, but it's away. my so head that does that. Not like, like if I if I so race across America five thousand kilometers. Like, would drugs get me there twelve hours quicker? Maybe. Yes, but, but it wouldn't. You... It wouldn't make me any. Wouldn't make it any easier yes. or on the head or make me happier but you're pushing all the time so it's 5,000 this month and it's 7,000 next month and you're going like the whole presumably the name chasing breaking is you're looking you're actively looking for your to breaking die. point <laughs> yeah. but presumably you're going to meet your not even your physical limits but the human being's physical limits so then I have to take drugs to get over it well, th- th- I could imagine that's how somebody would end up taking performance enhancing drugs because they can't Get, get past over, a certain so point themselves, maybe. Now, th- this isn't. Uh, yeah. I'm not advocating it yeah, by no, any stretch no, of no, I know, I know, but I've I, never I, taken them myself. I, I've genuinely never gave it a second thought. Yeah, but like, say, so Ireland's way, a thousand kilometers, and so the plan was 110k a day. So when it all falls apart, two days left, I'll come in in ten or eleven days. So I'd be a day ahead of myself. But if I was taking EPO, 
but I got there in eight and a half days. But surely you're still in bits. You're still sore. You're still <laughs> bloodied and no, I'd imagine falling so, into bog yeah. holes with EPO. You might just get there a bit quicker. But how could you? How could you? How would you sit down on a podcast and talk about how great you are? Yeah, look, it, it, knowing it, it, that it, fucker wasn't you. Yeah, it, it boggles the mind. I, I don't get it personally, but I could see. I can. I can see how it has become normalised. Yeah, you know, I kind of way, and I can yeah. see how pervasive it is in, in yeah, most like, sports. Like even like cycling, getting getting a bad rap, but like th- there's there's masters racing. I think it's over forties, maybe over fifties. I think it's over forties, and like one of them was done for taking EPO last year in Kildare or Dublin. Like, it's just a Tuesday night. It's like, you're not going to get sponsorship or... It's no prize money. Mm. But he was taking drugs to, <laughs> to try and... But would he... that Like, that guy... And again, I know absolutely nothing about the, that particular instance, mm. but was that guy not going to be able to compete at that level if he wasn't taking it? I know, but why would you want to compete? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're 50 years of age taking fucking drugs. But you know yourself. Going to Tuesday with lads. Yeah, but people are all up in their minds as well. Like, yeah. do you know what kind of way? Yeah. And like, in no different than you are, or I am, or any of us is like you're all up in your mind about wanting to do this thing, and once it's done, it not being good enough, and going on to yeah, the next that, thing. But that's my. That's I need to deal with that. It's not. I know it's not true. Do you know? Ninety nine point nine percent of the world won't do Ram or Ireland's Way or. Double Everest. I I need to fix that in my head that it was too easy because it wasn't fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> but is there an element of you know I'm a, I am a lowly worm? Do you know that kind of way? Like I nothing I do is good enough. Yeah. And like I can see. Now is this in sport or in Graham? Ah, yeah, in, in Graham, say. Yeah, yeah. That you're, you know. Yeah. Just not good enough. I've spoken about it before in the solo with yeah. the idea of imposter syndrome. Are you familiar yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I suppose I'm never. Not not that I'm never happy. I'm never satisfied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a good thing I never get into drugs. <laughs> Hell of a drug. <laughs> what are you looking for though? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, it's Me- interesting. Meaning right? of life. But it's interesting. Yeah. It's it's interesting that you don't know. Do you know what I know? Yeah. Like, when when you're doing these events and and everything you've trained for and all the effort you've put in and it all starts to slip away from you during it and you're strong enough to not listen to that grain but listen to this grain and pull it back. Like, you're never more alive than... For me, anyway, th- there's never anything as amazing or euphoric as when you're fucking losing everything it's all gone everyone's gonna let and then you manage to pull it back and you you finish it like you know like the Shermer's neck like I think I was the 8th or ninth person solo to get it on Race from Ireland I was the only one to ever finish it yes do you know so why was I able to do it and they weren't I had a thousand kilometres left I was only gone beyond halfway when it happened and I had to be bungee corded from my from my chest to the helmet and like I, I'm still fucked I, I still can't hold my head up um, after a long day I still can't lift my head off the pillow properly from that Shermer's neck yeah still have numbness in my hands um, 
So Race Across America will be the one to finish the cycling for me, definitely. I've already decided that, or it's decided for me that if I finish Ram, and I have to finish Ram, because I'm not going back, because I won't be able to go back. And why do you say you won't be able to? Through just the wear and tear in the body? Oh, like? it'll be completely gone okay. by that stage. Yeah. And is there not a fear that you'll be going around with a, a brush handle up your back for the rest of your life kind of thing? I know, yeah. I, I know, but I, I, think about this, I think about this all the time. All the time. Um, is the risk worth the reward? But it is. At this moment in my life, it is. Yeah. And people say, oh, but you have kids and you won't be able to play with the kids. And sure, can't I hire a fucking... Manny or <laughs> no. um, I, it is yeah it's what I want to do and, and I'm going to because I'll be long enough not able to do it oh yeah I don't know where it goes I don't know how much longer I can do it yeah this level of stuff but it's gas because I get that kind of shit from people when I tell them I run 5k every day people would be you know worried about me knees and worried yeah, about this yeah, and worried about yeah. that and can't run the roads I'll, yeah yeah I just it, yeah look it's the way I, I, I don't know I don't know. And I've been asked on loads of podcasts and everyone always asks why. And then over Christmas, I think it was, I was down the pub with my dad and he asked me why. And I think for the first time I was ever able to properly explain it. I can't fucking remember what I told him. <laughs> That's the God's honest truth and he doesn't remember either. Hilarious. Yeah. Should have recorded it. But uh, yeah, be long enough not able to do it. And I'd like to think that when I can't, do it whether it be physical or whether it be illness or whether I'm fucking on my way out of this earth or whatever that I can say to myself yeah, you've, you've you've done enough or you couldn't have done more and and I, I know it sounds ridiculous but that's as close to Gandhi as I'm going to get but that's <laughs> what does drive me on it does it really does I'd love I'd love for somebody to say something happened to me in 10, 20 years' time and you presented my kids with this podcast or somebody to say, do your dad did this, this, this and this and he's the only person to do this and this. And I think that's... Is there a part... Now, I, I might be fucking way off here, but is there a part of dying easy? So the, 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 what, what I mean by dying easy is when you're on your deathbed, you can just kind of go, do you know what? But, that, that, but that's what I was kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I've always had this... Lauren will be given out never will be given out <laughs> but um, so we the, the Mackins and the Duns so my, my granny and grand on my dad's side they were all um, carriers of, of two different cancer genes um, so I have to go and get tested on mine and hopefully I don't have it but everyone in my family gets it everyone um, I think there's one uncle out of every grand-uncle, grand-aunt, uncle and aunt that hasn't got it. Sorry, that gets a specific type of cancer or um, just cancer generally? It's prostate for men and breast for women. Okay. Every one of them has had it. Dad had it two years ago. His brother had it the year before him. Um, his sister had it two years ago. His younger sister, Frida, died from it last year. Um, and the youngest lad, Dennis, he's probably going to get it in the next year or two, so he has to mind it. I've always had it in my head and I don't want it in my head and people say oh that's fucking stupid I know it's stupid but I've always just had a feeling or more than a feeling that I'll go young enough and I know this is fucking way too 
deep for what's meant to be a sport podcast. Not at all. It's not meant, to be, it's not meant to be anything. For, for me, but, it's not meant to be anything, um, man. I've always, and I hope, Jesus, and I, I love being right, you know, I love being right, but I hope the fuck I'm wrong. Of course I do. Um, but I've always just had it in my head from when I was a teenager that I'd be, I'd be gone early enough. But what's early enough? Because early enough to some people might be 70. I, I've, I've always kind of bounced around kind of 55 Fuck, okay. Yeah. Again, and people will be listening to this going, fucking idiot, you you don't know that. So whatever's going on, it's not even this part of my life because it's going on, these events are going on so long, but I want to get to that, what what you just said, that is exactly why I do it. I didn't think I was going to bring it up today, but yeah, I want to get to that point where if everything else has failed and I'm on the way out that I just go, I did enough. Yeah. I've been enough. Yeah. I've built a beautiful big house that'll have my kids sorted, no bother at all. I've a couple of good businesses. I've another that I'm hoping to open up that'll hopefully be a legacy business even, you know. But I'd like to get to, whenever it does happen, that I've done enough. That I've done all I can, not enough, that I couldn't have squeezed in anymore. I've travelled the world, I've, you know. That's, Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to get to the point where maybe the kids would kind of say, in years that Jesus fucking hell, he was, he was able to do what nobody else was able to do. And do you think that you'll ever like? Is it possible? Do you think for you to enjoy that feeling ten years before you die? The feeling of the feeling of kind of knowing you, you've done enough. No, because I've ten years to do more. But but again, what what I'm what I'm trying to get at here is, I suppose, I I think typical psychologist's view on that would be that, not that I agree with it by any stretch of the imagination, but I think the typical psychologist's view of that is that you're you're not, in, you're, not in, you're not essentially enjoying your life, you're not you're not living in the present oh, moment no, you know, like no, no, yeah, no, like I don't I, I, my life isn't I don't run my life around, oh fuck I'm going to get to 55 and be gone yeah. Not at all. As I said, I, I hope it'll be 95. But I want to keep pushing as long as I can do it physically or my body gives it one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Or even just the will. Yeah, yeah. But it's nothing to do with I'm, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to be in the moment with this cup of coffee because <laughs> it could be my 7,000th last cup of coffee. I don't think like that at all, no. Yeah. No, death doesn't come into it at all. But there's a... And I don't know if I'm hitting the nail quite in the head here, but there's an element of constantly kind of thinking about the end point as opposed to enjoying the journey uh, but what is the end point of my races though like I don't I like how long can I how long can I do it or how long how long do I want to do it I don't know if if I want to be able to do want to do these things in in five years time I really don't but I have two things on my I call them my swan song is running the Appalachian Trail, so that's a 5,000k run in the mountains. And then I want to f- cycle from the tip of Alaska to the bottom of Patagonia. I think it's 44,000 kilometres or something. Do that in a fortnight or so, would you? Yeah, buy it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take drugs for that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've said they're my two kind of swan songs, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting that you would have that, like a, a swan song. Yeah, two of them, and then, then that'd be it, yeah. That's cool. I, I, there's something I really like about that. Yeah. But then, like, am I going to 
am I going to say, right, I'll do that for my 50th and get smacked by a bus? You know, not that I'm going to run out and do it next year, but it is being worked on to be done now, do you know? Yes. Yeah. It's all building, do you know? You just gradually build to, to these things. <laughs> and in relation to, to building them, because... A lot of these things that, like, you can't. It's not as if you can do one one weekend and then do the other the next weekend. So, mm. there's, generally speaking, how much time is in between these yeah. epic fucking adventures? COVID has really fucked everything up time wise because you're trying to cram. I'm trying to cram everything in now, so I'll have the double Everest, Ireland's Way, the Kerryway Ultra, the Mountain Spine Race and pack all that in by January so then I can get back on the bike and just train for six months for Race Cross America then. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. And because I would have thought there would have been at least a couple of months in between doing different things and if you have so much to do that you're you're not talking months, you're talking years and yeah. you're not getting younger. Do you know, yeah, do you know yeah, that kind of way? Yeah. Now I'm still younger than most um Endurance athletes. I because think it's thirty nine to forty six or something. Or is when you're deemed to peak, so kind of yeah, yeah, some way off that. <laughs> okay, um, and presumably that kind of drops a year every year or every two years, does it? Like I would imagine endurance runners in forty years time would be in their early thirties. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've no idea yeah. either. Like it's just yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, it's all about recovery. Then after to go again, Bernard always has a spot on. The recovery and yeah. things. Well, yeah. I remember hearing, I don't know who I heard it from, it could have been Bernard, but the idea is that the only thing that separates an amateur and a professional is rest it's for the recovery. most part. But like. that's, I kind of said it earlier on, I remember about three years ago, and, um, double Olympic gold medalist Alistair Brownlee put up his training plan and I was doing the exact same. <laughs> but I had right. a baby, you know. Yes. And he was napping and he had his food delivered and so that, like, you know, and I'm running out the door trying to get training and then having to cut it short come back to get to work and that's the difference it's yeah. it's recovery because you 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 gain your fitness in recovery like yes and if you don't have it then you get injured simple as that it's gas because i remember hearing who was it, eddie eddie hall do you know eddie hall the strong man oh, yeah yeah eddie hall and your man box not yet no, no i think it's september this year in vegas him and thor fight, or but i can't wait to see it. <laughs> i know you and me both man yeah. front row center i don't care what the pay-per-view is it's two grand fuck it <laughs> Uh, but I remember your man Eddie Hall just like bear wrestling yeah. yeah Eddie Hall and your man Thor were kind of uh, not shouting abuse at each other but they were doing the whole hype thing or whatever yeah. and Eddie Hall turns around your your man Thor and says oh, I'm going to beat you or whatever and Eddie Hall turns around and he goes uh, I'm going to train you I'm going to lift you I'm going to out eat you and I'm going to out sleep you <laughs> <laughs> but he he was right. Like, I mean, you do, you, you have to yeah. outrest your opponent. Like, yeah. do you know, kind of, I'm going to rest 10 times more than yeah. you. Like, well, that's where, the, like, when you get into these things, the longer stuff, like, there's a big debate over, like, say, Ram, should I go balls out for 15 hours and sleep for nine? Or do I just go as best I can for 22 hours? Yes. So, and I, I really don't know what way to go for. I don't. Still don't. The crew want me to go longer. Because they all read the same fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading the book. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. How much of that do you have to take into consideration? Like, you know, like you're, you know, for want of a better term, you're the star, you're the guy that's doing the thing, you're the, you're the talent. Mm. But, you know, you've a crew of God knows so many other people and you can't just ignore what they say, especially if what they're saying is kind of in unison, if they're all in agreement. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, I always have a thing that when I start something, everything's out of my hands. I ignore what I say um, and I'll just, the, the crew take control. Okay, so you have to make, you have to make your piece ahead of time that the crew yeah. know better than you, yeah. basically. Yeah, but I have, like, they're the best. Like, they're just a fucking brilliant crew. Uh, they do everything with me. They've been through every race, every event. They know me inside out. They know when to talk to me, when not to talk to me. Um, when to listen to me, when not to listen to me. And yeah, But, I, no, I've always just handed it over to them. Yeah. I'd say that's a good or great um, load-off. Me? Well, yeah, you as you're it, doing the race. Because it, it's trust in them, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. Yeah, like there's, I, I, there's one famous kind of ultra-cyclist and he has um, a different crew every year because he abuses the shit out of them every year. Yeah. Do you know? And just like, these lads have given up half their annual leave, do you know, to come and help you do something. Like, do you know, so we always have a good session. Pints and food are always on me after it. And, um, they don't put their hands in their pockets during the events as well. Um, it's the least you can do for them, like do you know. Yeah. But then the most you can do for them, or the least you can do for them, is finish the fucking thing, <laughs> do you know. Which we've always done, um, Barrow's way, but that was out of my hands. But uh, yeah, it, it's great that I can just roll off the start and just know that they'll always have everything covered. Yeah, because you you see a similar thing with fighters. There are fighters who kind of gym hop, do you yeah, know, kind of way they're yeah. a different coach every other year. Or, yeah, you know, so they think that. A better it's, gym. It's their gym. It's their coaches doing that they're not winning, as opposed to them. Yes, and they think they can get. Yeah, yeah. Instead of bringing in others into your your own gym that you trust. Yeah, and making your out. gym better. Yeah, yeah. make like having your gym grow with yeah, you. Yeah. And would that be rare in like your man who has a different crew every year? That presumably that's the exception. Most people at that level would have their crew a while, would they, or would they? Or are no, there crews no, to hire? No, no. Um, most of them would be scrambling to get a crew, like. Okay. Yeah. You'd be begging neighbours and people you don't know and everything, yeah. Um, but I'd be very wary of bringing in somebody I didn't know, definitely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Even just the uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. And again, it comes back to what we're saying about the trust. Like, you need to be able to pull off the start line or whatever it is and not have that concern that your man is go, kind of going to do his job or whatever yeah, it is yeah, like yeah yeah and then, then I suppose the familiarity of having them they just know your ins and outs they like simple quiet word from Andy or Rendon fucking get you banging out your fastest 100k no but you know it's as opposed to like a, a stranger that might <laughs> you know you wouldn't really want to be talking to them at all Oh yeah, like yeah. even your your nearest and dearest can be fucking useless around you at well, times. That's, that, that's, like that's the other side. Um, uh, a lot of lads bring their um, other halves. Big mistake. Or a lot of girls. <laughs> or, or a lot of girls bring their other halves. Um, now Lauren crewed for me before. Uh, you know, she kicked me out of the van plenty of times. Told me to shut up. So that that was fine. But things have gone 
next level a long time since that and I wouldn't like her to see the suffering and stuff that can go wrong. Yes. I would like her to put to put her through it. But I've often seen lads that um now I say lads just cuz some of the races I've done with friends and and their partners were crewing for them and when things got really really tough the partner said you've done great. Why, Joe? Just you'll you'll do yourself more damage if you can. T- and then oh, that's all they want to hear. It's like, oh no, you're fucking right. No, you're dead right, Jay. Come on, let's go. Do you know, it's the last thing you want. You want somebody who's just going to ignore everything you tell them and just keep pushing you down the road. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like emotion can get oh, gotcha. in the way. Yeah. Like, do you know, like I know. Yeah. And especially when it's people that you know love you and have to live with you, they're the last people in the way that you want anywhere near you when yeah. you're doing something yeah. like that. Like. It's all falling apart. Yeah. Like you wouldn't bring your missus to war with you. Do you know what I mean? If we're outnumbered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the dieting end of things, like what's what's that like? Like getting in the right amount of what you need. I mean, have you, in training for these mad, long, fucking epic um, trail runs and cycles or whatever mm. it is, like are you putting in 10,000 calories a day or something yeah, stupid? Trying, or yeah. Yeah. You're really wedging it in. Yeah. Is, is it tough? Like between because again, you've got you know the couple of businesses and and whatever else and, and oh, your like, kids. Oh, the, like nutrition, I, I work with um, Joanne in Navin in Life Force Nutrition, and the nutrition during the week I find tired. Like it, it, you just I just don't have time. And you see these people on fucking Instagram, they're all prepping, and do you know. <laughs> I'm not that person. I I am an organized person, but um, not yeah. The 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 training diet is I find hard to do. Racing diet, um, it's mostly liquid, so it's it's grand. So racing diet is what you're eating as you're racing. Yeah. Okay. And, um, little bottles of Ensure that they have in uh, nursing homes. What's that? Just pure calories? Is it liquid yeah, calories? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Is that all sugar? Is there fat in it? Or is it whey? I don't know. Actually, it tastes like arse. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's great stuff. It's only a tiny bottle, three hundred calories, naked, and keep going. So when I'm doing the biking, especially the the bike racing and the runs as well, I just on the bike throw it back into the car and keep going. So there's no there's no stopping at all. But um, I was using that mass gainer for Ireland's way. I think it's it's fourteen hundred calories a serve. Fuck, it's mental stuff. So, but I'd never used it before. So we were only using half a scoop, but I was still getting seven hundred calories into me in just a little tiny shake, and I didn't have a, there was no kind of side effects on it. So that was brilliant. So just any time I'd meet Andy, every three hours or whatever. You just neck one of those and go again, go again. And that's during the race. <laughs> yeah. You presumably wouldn't want to be consuming anything during the race that you're not kind of used to consuming. Yeah, they, that's to say nothing new on race day, but thankfully now I'd have a, a very good stomach. Um, people laugh because I, I get sick every event I do, but that's just from too much fluid and something has to come up every event I do. I and a, can you expand on that a little bit? I mean... Is that, you know, nerves before it starts no, or during no. it or no, at the like end? No, I remember do, doing the double Everest and um, 
I think for about five five reps, I was getting sick on myself. But the kind of little ones, until I got off the bike, I asked all the people that were cycling with me to go on up to the top and leave me be for a couple of minutes, and I just emptied myself on the middle of Tara. Um, but, uh, but it's not it's not a, a sickness thing. Like, it's not, um, oh, you shouldn't, have to- you shouldn't have drank that. You've never tried it before. It hasn't agreed with you. But what is it then? It's just fluid, just packing in, packing. Just too much fluid, I suppose. Trying to stay hydrated or? Yeah, yeah. Like the the first one on Race Cross America 2017 got to 49.5 degrees in Death Valley. Um, the Phoenix airport was shut. The planes couldn't take off and land. Yeah, you'd fly an we egg in a car. We were cycling by it. Um, and I'm, I'm just fucking guzzling everything, trying, just in sheer panic trying to, to get it. And then night came and next thing I just kind of went, oh, that's how. Just non grand and grand and just everywhere, all over my bike, all over me. Jumped off the bike, turned to the lads in the car, and just all over the car. <laughs> and I mean projectile, fucking ten <laughs> foot stuff. Um, but it was just getting too much stuff in, too much fluid. I just, I don't know why. It's like Tony Webster used to get sick every night we went drinking pints. Do you remember? I do. I he, do. Every single night for six years. And he was doing it for four years before we knew, and then he told us, and then he'd just be <laughs> back in a minute, lads. Are oh, you going to get sick? Yeah, yeah. And he'd go, and he'd get sick, and he'd come back, and he'd be grand. <laughs> <laughs> but, but trying new stuff, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah you'd have an iron stomach. I'm yeah. kind of something similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the longer stuff, then yeah, like you get you know, McDonald's or Supermax along the way is always nice. And it's funny because on one hand, like when you're talking about taking, you know, 300 calories in a mouthful or whatever, that makes perfect sense to me. But what's your what's your diet like in the days leading up to it? I mean, have you like you've, a you've carb a tra- loading plan? So you've a training, you've a training diet and then you've a carb loading diet yeah. and then you've the race diet. Yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. And what's the idea of the carb loading diet? Is, is it to put on fat uh, no, it's that you burn off during the race? Or? To build the reserves that if okay. something goes wrong and you can't stomach anything that you have reserves built in okay because it, it did on on the race Donegal one time um, I was really sick I think for the first 13 hours just couldn't stop just it was only when I hit the marathon at the end I stopped getting sick um, and I couldn't consume anything it was a 250k race I think it was 80k running I couldn't get any calories into me nothing but I finished because of the carb load so yes. I always carb load properly since that. Okay. Yeah. And that's down to Bernard again, is it? Does he handle all your nutrition? Was, or? Well, no, um, life force nutrition in oh, that, Sorry, Joanne. of course. It, it comes in now um, because it's a full-time fucking thing now. Um, but Bernard's wife, Eva studied nutrition. She's a nutrition. She's a uh, primary school teacher, but she studied uh, nutrition, so she used to help out, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then on Bernard's end of things with the training, do you do much weight training? I do, yeah, yeah. And what, that's, like... See, we do do it in the off-season and building up to events, there'll be more. And then in the the weeks coming up to it, then you'd you'd claw it right back. To just doing what it is that you're going to be doing, whether it's running or cycling or swimming. We'd, We'd still have one or two sessions, gym sessions, be just lighter, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like... You do your gym work, you don't get injured. It's like simple as that, and it is that simple. 
And is that what's lacking in people who do get injured oh, typically? God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah? Yeah, just don't strength train. And that's from a physio side, yeah, absolutely. Like, just yeah, because I do forget, you're a qualified <laughs> physiotherapist yourself. So it's constant, just run, 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 and then get injured. Do you know? But none of them are ever doing strength work. And I, I think, I often think back to before I started any of this, I didn't even own a bike. I was in the gym seven days a week for probably two years in Jackie Skelly's. Um, just eating weights out of it, just I, I don't know, just to fucking look good in a t-shirt, drinking pints, really. Um, and I think that that has stood to me since because yes. I don't get those. I always get niggles and stuff, but I, I haven't had a like this. Is the first time in years I've not been able to do anything. Like I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I couldn't go up and down the stairs. Never mind. Like sometimes you get a run and niggle. I can cycle. Do you know, yes. if the hands are at me on the bike, I can do a bit of running or gym work. I couldn't do anything. And what was that like, mentally? Fucking hit me harder than I thought, yeah. I thought I could be, I thought I'd be all right. And I was like, right, gym, let's go. And I was in the gym every day. And I was doing burner stuff. <clears throat> but I was doing my own stuff. And it wasn't working. Because I was pushing and pushing. Um, so I met up at Bernard, went to his gym for a chat. And I took myself out of it completely. Took the physio head off. And then he was kind of saying a few bits and I was like, not not answering that, not getting involved. You tell me what to do. And he said, right, so we clawed it right back. And within two weeks, the knee pain was gone. Less than two weeks. Not even that the knee pain was gone, but that I could chance the bike. And I said, fuck it, just see. Get down the road if it's sore, turn back and it was grand. So sometimes you just remove yourself from it. But uh, it was tough. It was tough. Eight, eight nine weeks, yeah. I'd well believe it. You drank a lot of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that your next big thing might be not to train for two months. <laughs> See if you can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't able to do that. <laughs> but there's something. No, it's not good. It's it's not good at all. Um, you're conditioned to, you know, and I, to to always be focused and and like I like that focus. Do you know? I like the the discipline in daily life. I always said I'd love to have... Um, gone to prison. Gone to prison. <laughs> I always said I'd love to have done um, or tried out for the Army Ranger Wing. Okay. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. But like that, most people would be happy to join the Army, but I'd have to see, could I do... Do you know, they're the, the top of the top. Oh, and I'd be the same. I'd, have, the no world, in, like. I'd have no interest in... No, doing the and, normal I, know, and thing, I know a couple of lads in the army. And it's like, and you're not going. And they're like, God, no, she's no. That train's fucking mad. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be more. What are you in for for the pension? So <laughs> like, we're never going to war. So <laughs> what the fuck are you in for? Yeah, you'd have to be first. You know, get in, get sorted, and then right. Let me at the range wing just to see. Could you do it? Not saying I could do it. Oh yeah, well it's. But a, you'd have to. But that's the person, the type of people we are, I suppose. Yeah. So sitting around us. Yeah, I got a lot of shit done around the house. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Good man polishing the tires yeah. the toothbrush like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was it was tough going. And what do you like, do you think, to live with with all this going on? Uh ah, look, I'm sure I'm not the jolly green giant that I always am. Yeah, well no more than anybody, but you think yeah. it's like how hard is it? Like I mean, you're off, you're off. Let's say you're off training for whatever amount of hours. You're gone at four o'clock in the morning. There's all that and things. But I mean, you could as easily be off drinking or partying with the I lads know, or yeah. playing cards but and being it. a bigger prick. Like yeah, yeah. And this, the, 
like doing this, you're your own you're you're trying to better yourself every day. Yeah. And you are trying to better. Same with you with your training, whether it be the running or the MMA and it, it's always trying to get the best out of yourself. And that does then lead into business and other life. Oh without it, a doubt, it, yeah. It really does like. Yeah. Does it I mean it loves me little sayings, um how you do how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. So if you're yeah. but it's no coincidence that the best GA footballers of all time not like none of them are fucking bums. They're all you know, now a lot of that comes to a lot of favours done, but like a lot of a lot of them have become very successful businessmen as well. Yes. Do you know, because it's that discipline. I think you see that in, in sports. In everything. In every, yeah, you yeah. really do, yeah. 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 So you'd pick anybody who's achieved any kind of success in anything. Yeah. I I, I pick Gaia because everyone else is getting paid, if you know what I mean. Not yeah, yeah. The guy lads are getting paid. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it does, does, does transfer across. There's nothing wrong with trying to, be, like, sometimes now the miss would say, oh, you're obsessed with this and you're obsessed with that, but there's nothing fucking wrong with it. Trying to be the best of yourself every day. Oh, yeah, no, it is. You're yeah. preaching that you converted here big time. Yeah. And it's great too that, like, your kids are growing up that's the, witnessing all yeah, this. Yeah, like, that's you know. the big thing. Like, the two of them are on their little bikes now. And, Class. Um, Carbon fibre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know, he, like, they'd be messing and I'd be doing my stretches. They'd get down and do stretches. Silly stuff like that, do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's But why even I'd, hearing daddy on the podcast, like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, coming down to the start lines and finish lines. Like, they, they won't remember it, but then they'll see photos of it. That's instilled in them too. Yeah, though, I hope, so I hope I have a few more years left um, in the events uh, doing these kind of stuff that they will be older then to say or to, to, to understand a bit more. And to boast to the friends. Boast their friends and then uh, go and do them faster than I ever did. <laughs> But it's cool though because something that I love about that, like I, like my kids are growing up with the idea of me of running into Navan and back, yeah, you know, yeah. not being yeah. an event, you know, yeah. it's just something that they can that do, do yeah. or just not even running into Navan and back, but just running out the gate, right? See you later, guys. I'm going for a yeah. run. Good luck. Yeah. It's not when, like when I grew up, I didn't really have that. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. And I think that my kids will do more than I did. Yeah. On the back of it, do you know that kind yeah, of way? Yeah. No, absolutely. That's the idea. That's why we do it though. Because your your legacy will be a you know all your achievements that give you that kind of easy death, but it's also your kids as well and how they kind of turn out. Yeah, whether they go chasing their own breaking or chasing my records or times or whatever. Yeah, hey, or they don't have to do anything. It's up to them. Is there an element of chasing breaking in the business or the businesses? Are you are you do you find you have the same? drive for the businesses or are the businesses a necessary evil um, like you're all about your training and you're all about your the next event and the next yeah, event but, but and like you like that with the businesses yeah like we're heading for our third expansion in Spun and this our third relocation and and big expansion so yeah definitely in Spun um, I have another business that, that I've been talking about for three years now I won't mention here but um that's coming along really well at the minute. Now it's it's a big one. It, it takes an awful lot of funding. I don't know if we're going to get it, but we're going to try anyway. But yeah, that's that'd be the the big big one. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely transfers across. Yeah, yeah, but one of them and one of them has to go. So I'd say the physio will go. Okay. Yeah. 
you know it's interesting though because again how you do anything is how you do everything yeah you know so I'm just it's curious all or, all or nothing is there other aspects of your life that that's kind of obvious in so you've got your training and you've got your your businesses and you're kind of pushing the boundaries with them all the time like do you are you pushing the boundaries with your education say in relation to what you in relation to the businesses or your training or maybe not education but is there are you are you always reaching I think so yeah it's just part of you like I think so yeah yeah yeah, no, and I don't get me wrong. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm, yeah. just, I'm envisaging a, a 90 year old man who wants the fucking fastest 5k for a 90 year old man. Must <laughs> <laughs> Google that. Um, there are actually world records for over 90s and over 80s on the track and stuff. But yeah, no, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's interesting because yeah. the, the mindset is the same for for yeah. anything like. Yeah, but then like, am I am I running to an end like? Do you know, if I if I do, if I cycle the Americas and run across the world, run around the world, or whatever, and then I pack it in, will everything else pack it? Will everything else follow? Do you know? I don't know. I think it's okay to to. Or think will I just work? Like do you know. I think it's okay to think that some things will kind of fall by the wayside and mm. other things will kind of rise. Yeah. Do you know? Like I know. I, like a lot of people were saying look, when I was injured to look. You've done an merciful amount of stuff the last few years. Just a couple of months. Might be four months, might be six months. Thankfully, it was only two. Um, just give your body a rest. But I've never been so fucking sore and stiff and wheezy. And, you know, everything has just gone to shite since I stopped. I always, like, I, even in recovery weeks, like, you have a recovery week and you're fucking stiff as that. You just want to be back training. You want to be back suffering and pushing and bursting yourself. And so I don't know if I can stop. I don't know. I don't know. But I'd like to think with the swan songs that I would go, oh, fucking thank Jesus. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fucking chance oh, of it. Just, I don't know, just drink pints for a few years. But there is, there's like... And there's... But see, I still drink pints, do you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, I'm not... I haven't sacrificed anything. I still love my pints. So. You're not getting too many of them these days. No, fuck no. Do you miss the pub? Oh god, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. That that was my recovery was was um on a Tuesday, say after a load of training all weekend and during the week. On a Tuesday night I'd go down the end of the road, down to Crockett's, made a four or five pints. The odd Tuesday would last lead into eight or nine jukebox and pool. <laughs> <laughs> more often than that in the Monday club but that would be my I'd go in for three pints I'd go, go to Tara for a run go for three pints on the way home and nothing would relax me like those three pints yeah and not the pints not the pints at all it's the second you sit in the stool shoulders drop and I can feel my legs tingle when I'm there and that's my recovery that's when it starts to to recover to go again the next day yeah, because it, I, genuinely, every time it's the most relaxed I'm ever is when I'm sitting in a pub. Yeah, and it's funny because pe- pints. people will say that you know rest is so important, but I think a lot of people confuse rest with lying down, fucking with yes, compression boots on, like sucking you, on a celery stick. Exactly. Yeah. But what you were saying there is you know is whatever you sit relaxes down, you, whether it's fucking, smoking a joint, fucking couple of pints, whatever. It's yeah. whatever shuts you off 
and shuts you down. Yeah, that's rest, not yeah. just yeah. being all tense and yeah. anxious and yeah. sitting still. So I always get that with a few pints of Guinness. Creamy, beautiful, delicious Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping for sponsorship. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I really miss that. Really miss it. Yeah. On the sponsorship scene, as though you mentioned it, is that something that you're interested in? I know you kind of sponsor yourself to a degree with the shop, do you? Yeah. Um, so, like, Race Cross America, um, the likes that, I needed sponsorship with, and I got great sponsorship. Um, some big companies came on board for that. Um, just have to fulfill it now and do it when COVID is finished. But they've been great, like, you know... Um, they just said, look, this is what it is and when it's finished, or when when all this is over and you get to do it, go and do it. But no, I pay for everything myself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, it is handy with the shop that I get cheaper stuff, cheaper gear, but um, yeah, it'd be lovely. Lovely for somebody, some big company to come in and say, I'll sort you out. But then, as mad as I, as mad as the events I've done, and like, some have done double bikes, some have done double runs, some have done rams, some have, some have done the spine. Nobody's done both. But it's, it's probably still not big enough to get a, a full-time sponsor in. But then you have to sell yourself for that as well, and I I'm just, I can't do that. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, it's funny because we kind of opened with that, the whole kind of self-promotional yeah, thing. Yeah, but like, no, fuck that. But you see, the, you say fuck that, and I, I get that. Oh, okay. Somebody came in and said, yeah, but I am not. I couldn't put a video together of myself. Highlight reel? Duh, fuck that, no. You get someone else to do it, though, could you? No. Graham, dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I get the angle grinder and a bit of steel, and we <laughs> yeah. fire up sparks and fucking all sorts. <laughs> Dungarees, no, <laughs> not, not underneath. Steelworks. The, what you're doing does Red Bull get involved in any of those kind of events they do yeah, yeah Red Bull are great at that at that kind of stuff yeah because they, they'd be just they're at the forum of mind now I know and it, like in my head like sure like it, say a comp- so there's a doc we're making a documentary about the spine in January who is that, sorry it's news to me uh, so Pat Byrne from Raven Photography um, started as a patient um Lived in Trim, he moved down to Tip um, a few weeks back. Um, so he's coming to make a documentary, warts and all, on the spine and race across America. So five months apart, the toughest foot race on earth and the toughest bike race on earth, five months apart. Nobody's ever done both, and certainly not five months away from each other. So the whole idea is to the documentary is to see is it possible to do the two. Savage. That close, yeah. Um, and how is that going to work now if he's living in Tip? Well, like he'll he'll come to England with me for the spine race, and he'll come to America with me for Ram. So he's and going to record. He's not going to record the training per se. I know he it's will just do the he events. Will, he'll come up for a couple of them already. Okay, yeah. he'll get whatever footage you need yeah, and take yeah. from there. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, but yes, like surely to approach a company with that, you'd get a good whack. You know, and then Ireland's way. Like the, the events I do, certainly, I think merit some company coming on board because it's great publicity for them. But nowadays, if you don't have a million followers, nobody's going to touch you, really. But you see, that's where having and the I'm profile and building it. Yeah, no, no. Putting up videos of you 
fucking I don't know <laughs> with a tooth whitening kit like everyone else <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is that's all Instagram is now it's lads with tooth whitening kits and no socks and women with lips like a fucking baboon's arse <laughs> and yoga pants sh- yeah yoga pants <laughs> that's just shame but they're all the same like you know it's all I don't know how they get the followers every story is the same yeah yeah, no, it's so, it's funny because again, they it's, pop on to talk about mental health, but they have their tits. You can, say, you, you can say, you can say, hanging out, or yeah, <laughs> or lads are talking about mental health, but they're promoting something behind them. Fucking, do you know? It's no, I I couldn't, I couldn't be one of them. Yeah, but you don't have to be either. I mean, surely there's a mold to be broken there. Do you know what kind of way? But it's 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 funny though because in order to and again maybe maybe I stand to be corrected on this but in order for me let's say to build my following there's certain things that I kind of have to do but I'm not promoting myself as much as I am the off the lead thing like it's not the yeah. it's not the Fran and McKeown show like do you know like I know so it's yeah. I suppose slightly different but then again if you're if you're prom- if I'm just wondering could you instead of promoting yourself could you promote chasing breaking. Do you know what kind of way so you could separate myself from? Because you did that to a degree, didn't you? Because your social media is chasing breaking, as opposed to you know Graham Mackin superstar. Yeah, well, it is chasing breaking Graham Mackin, but yeah, try and get rid rid of that. Um, But yeah, yeah, separate. I know. Just no interest. It's funny. I no, no. Like thankfully, work is going well, and I can I can cover these things myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's just maybe for the bigger ones, but like well, the bigger ones, what are like what, what's bigger than what I'm doing? But maybe for the bigger ones, I'd have to find find something. Yeah. And is there anybody else doing these type of races that is being sponsored? And why are they being sponsored? Is it because they've got a million followers on Instagram? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Because there's loads. I know a few that are well sponsored, and their performances wouldn't be wouldn't merit the sponsorship but it's yeah. it's um, it's just how they sell themselves they're, play, they're playing I, the game a little yeah, bit more yeah but I, like I, I don't resent them I, like I, I'm happy not playing the, I don't want to play the game do you know yeah yeah if the day comes where I said right give this because like I, like I've been asked to do public speaking in a few of the multinationals and loads of schools and so I just can't do it and we spoke about this last time as well but still can't do it but if it gets to a stage where I could do this event and that event because they've paid this amount of money and I might, I, like I'd have to do it, you know. Well, they all kind of feed into each other because they if do. you've done loads of corporate events and they're part of your kind of highlight reel, you know, it, it ups your profile. Yeah, you, know, and then you get more of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, or do you know. need a social media manager, somebody that you can like? You like you hand your nutrition to your woman know, and your training yeah, to your I man. I know. Is that another part of? Is it an, like it's a necessary evil to a degree, or is it? Or minute, are you as well off just ignoring the whole fucking thing and just see, getting on with it? I know, but like I do these again. Like I do them for me. I don't do it for sponsorship or money or. Do you know, I, I do them? the internal battle between the two Grahams. That's the only reason why I do these things. Who are the two Grahams? The sound one. <laughs> and, the sound, have, and, have the, and, and the sounder <laughs> one. <laughs> Just the, the, the one that's always telling you to stop and quit and you're useless. And, and the one that's telling you not to listen to it. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Probably three grams, yeah. It's interesting you say that, though, because I don't think I've heard you say that before. And I like, I've heard people say, talk about the voices. Do you know that kind of way? You know that, you know the the negativity, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a, a somewhat original way of phrasing it, the two grams. Is that yeah. how you conceptualise oh, but, it? But like? it is, like, it is, yeah. Because we start off every event, and I say we because the two grams, um, some, ah, you're, just, you're not good enough for this, you won't be able to do it. So look, we'll give it a go. Yeah, Graham, we'll give it a go. And then uh, start off with me, Graham. Uh, everything's lovely and smelling flowers as you go and enjoying the scenery. And then Shadow Man Graham creeps in. Um, and you're just waiting for him through every event to to come in, tap you on the shoulder, tell you to pack it in, you're useless, you're shite. And it's all just self-doubt. That, that's what he is. Um, but when, is- you, when you can pull away from him though that's what I mean about those events where it's all falling apart and you can pull yourself back when you can pull yourself back away from him um, and say fuck you back her. Graham <laughs> yeah that's that's the they're the big moments like so Chasing Breaking the name again in my mind's eye Chasing Breaking is you're you're reaching for something you're, 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 you're chasing after something that's that's kind of in front of you yeah. but in the context of there being two Grahams as much as you're reaching for something, you're trying to get away yeah. from something as well, are you? Yeah, for sure. We say like we all say we're running from something. We just don't know what. Do we? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I said, you see, this is what I find fascinating. You you think things are normal. You know the way everyone does five thousand kilometer runs, Fran, and you're like, no. I know, but th- but this, it goes back to again that if I can do it, because in my head I'm still a fraud and an average Joe, and but. Uh, uh, yeah, one of the lads asked me a while back, and I said something about Russia. We're all running from something, and Lauren went, "What are you running from?" <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought we're all running from something. I think we probably are all running from something, but mm. I don't know if most people have ever thought about it a whole pile. Yeah, yeah. Like I know again in in more in the psychological. Li- literature you're there's an added bonus so there's oh, I'm struggling to fucking explain this and I'll paraphrase it as best I can but there's two circuits in your brain there's loads of different circuits in your brain but there's two ones that I'm going to focus on for a minute and one is uh, is it, I think it's a fear circuit which has you running away from stuff so oh fuck a lion and you run Okay, that's a that's a fear circuit. But there's an exploratory circuit, which is, oh, I wonder what that is over there. Right. And it kind of draws you towards it. And ideally, you'll have both. You'll have something pushing you from behind and something pulling you yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting just to hear you talk in the terms that you yeah. described it. Yeah, like in the earlier events, you'd be dreading the other Graham showing up. You know, because you weren't strong enough, or you, I, I haven't, because of all the stuff I've done the last say two years. I'm, I, I believe I can do anything now, and I'm ready for anything. But like, so say on like on the Kerryway Ultra, I was loving the first hundred k. After the hundred k, started to slow down a bit, but knew I, I had loads of time to finish. Then, kind of silly fall, hip flexor tore. And then, boom, he just jumped over me, <laughs> jumped out from a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah. And I was like, no, not today, fuck off. And that was it. He was gone. Because I was, I knew I could walk within the time. And I mean, probably the sorest I've ever been in an event. It was just, I couldn't lift my, my left leg. 
uh, I couldn't lift it high enough over pebbles. And every time my toe clipped a pebble, it was just like fucking hot poker. And this was for 15 hours. And oh, I, I was yelp. I mean yelping, like screaming. Um, some people were coming over asking, was he all right? And, um, but there was no. Like, no. <laughs> but there's nothing I could do about it. But that, yeah, that was by far the worst. But I knew I could walk it. So it was all right, you know. But I was waiting for him for hours. But I, I was kind of waiting for him to, time to, to get fucked. Well, before he's on your shoulder for hours, you know. Yeah. Get I, out, get out, get out. <laughs> I know, I know you're speaking kind of metaphorically, but and I hope I don't blur this too much. But do the two grams converse? Oh God, yeah. That that's I said a few minutes ago. It's nearly three grams because I'm the one. Me sitting here, I'm the one in the middle. Sorry, yes. at These two kind of going. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Save me alone! <laughs> get out of my head! <laughs> you go get me a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the angel and the devil, isn't it? Well, yeah, because there's an old, it's an, an old Indian proverb. I remember a past guest and friend of the show, Ivan McQuillan, has a, a painting of this on his wall. Podcasts. He's on, he's in here, he's in the hot seat <clears throat> on Tuesday. Yeah, I've never taken drugs before. I've already been to Peru, but geez, I'd love to, I'd love to take a trip to Peru. To May, do a load of drugs? Do, no, not, not drugs, but the ayahuasca. Um, because I've listened to his both of them twice he's just brilliant um, I've known him since we were kids but part of me thinks if I did ayahuasca that all this would be figured out the two grams the three grams the chasing the I think I, I think I could see from a fourth gram nearly of everything that's going on and maybe all the problems would be solved and I wouldn't be running from or to anything. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe I'd just have a good time and come back with scurvy, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're definitely not guaranteed a good time, no. that's for sure. <laughs> no. But you that loves all the pain and suffering, there's yeah. plenty of that that goes, that goes myself, yeah. uh, a long way. Yeah, he's, no, his, his podcast, it, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And what do you think? I'm su- I don't know, I'm surprised to a degree to hear you say that. But don't they say that ayahuasca was the was the um the gateway into the the spiritual world yes and i actually i remember when my auntie was dying i thought jeez if you could get her a bit of dmt or ayahuasca would she see what's on the other side and go a bit easier yeah and i wonder would i don't know i wonder would it it's known to alleviate death anxiety yeah it certainly is, but then again, there's the you see it's 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 a funny one. It's one that people miss. It's not so much the drugs influence. Well, it is like it isn't. It's it the isn't, but it's the but it's the experience. Yeah, yeah. Do you know like in a way? Yeah. But it's it, do, it certainly does help alleviate death anxiety. Do you think you have death anxiety? Is that part of why you're always kind of chasing and you're always trying to do more? Is death anxiety a part of that? Um. I would have always been along the lines of when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. But uh But the the that idea of squeezing in so much like there's 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 an obvious element of death anxiety there, I yeah. would I would think. Yeah. An easy argument to make at least. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to go to Peru to do psychedelics. No. No. You don't have to go to Peru to do fucking ayahuasca, never mind psychedelics more generally. Is that something that you've uh, thought about much? I presume it is if you've listened to Recently, it yeah. Recently, yeah. Recently. Now, I've never done 
<clears throat> never done a drug in my life. Says the man who loves his points. Yeah, well, besides that. Ah, I love, uh, I love that. I wait, love do you, that. Do, do, you cla- like, do you class it? I love that. What right, do you mean never, class I have it? Never, of course it is. <clears throat> I've never done illegal substances in my life. Um, yeah, but I mean, bar, bar a bit of weed. But an illegal substance is... Oh, I know. Is drink prohibited? That's for another. That, that's for, for one of your solo uh, <laughs> monologue arguments. <laughs> but uh, no, I have. I have. I've taught. Yeah, I have recently. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I've never feared death because I've never thought of death. Right. I just always pushed it into the back of my mind. And I think it's since I had kids because. We don't. We don't have a marker to our demise. We've. We we don't like you have your 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 birthday or whatever. But when kids come, then you start knowing. Because like, what's your mental age? Like, do you know what they say when you die? I'm sure, I I think I'm twenty two. Some of the lads think they're nineteen. Do you know? Yeah, I'd that, be I'd be fifty nine. <laughs> well, you were always yeah, you were always there. Ahead of us, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're always grown up for your age. But I found since having the kids, it's like Harry's four now in July. It's like that's four years, like like that in the blink of an eye. Oh, four yeah. years, yeah. So how many of those four year blocks have I left? And then you start thinking, oh, geez, I'm 37 now. So if I got, oh, geez, if I only got ten of those left, fuck. So that's going to be, and it has started to creep in a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose they make you aware of your own mortality, I suppose. Yeah. And it yeah. And it it's kind of it, it yeah, it has. It has creeped in a lot more into me, into me mind. You know, it has me as well to a huge degree. I mean, I was never mm. afraid of dying and it's funny because I'm still not afraid of dying. But what the I'm afraid of the, the death anxiety that I have if you could even call it that it's it's not it's the my death it's the finality of it no no not that it's, it's not it's not me dying it's my kid's dad dying that's what kills me now maybe that's just because my dad died when I was that bit younger but yeah. that's that's what would worry me more like if, if I got a, a cancer diagnosis and I was given six months my knee jerk my imme- oh, immediate reaction would be the fucking kids yeah, I wouldn't fuck with myself no like. because you won't be around to, to deal with it yeah no of course it goes to the kids Um, it it's the finality of it for me Um, <clears throat> that it, and it has um, yeah, it has creeped in I didn't want to get into this and, <laughs> and, and this but uh, I, I've never had panic attacks ever okay um, I've, I've, I still haven't, but I get very worked up recently over, not, not death, <clears throat> I'm going to get sick or start crying here, um, it's, it's that there's nothing else that you can't come back. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I don't care if it's fucking guts and glory or how you go. It's that that's it. And people always say, oh, you live once and fucking blah, blah. And yeah, let's drink pints so you only live once. And then years ago, my me, me dad just phrased it differently. He said, "It's this isn't a dress rehearsal. And then it really stuck with me that, fuck yeah, because everyone gets to the end and goes, right, I know, I know how to do it now. But you can't do it. It's gone. Yeah. 
So that's been creeping in a lot. Is the final is that that's it? And I have been getting a bit worked up. Um, we're we're doing the Wicklow Way in November, and I was running along, fucking loving life, enjoying everything, and then that finality popped into my head, and I started. To, and Mark was running alongside me. <clears throat> I just looked to the left, so he couldn't see. And I swear to fuck, it was like the kettle was being boiled, and I was about to blow. And I pulled myself back and finished another 70k of the run. But I was throwing myself into that ditch to have a a panic attack. My first ever panic attack. I didn't have it. Yeah. I but you felt it kind of welling up yeah, inside you. Like. But for what? For what? Like, what the fuck was that about? I was out enjoying myself, running 127k along the Wicklow Mountains. And it just... death popped into my head and yeah, yeah. I couldn't get it out and I, I put it back to like remember we did the parachute jumps yes and we've often spoke about space being infinite and you go oh god yeah that's mad and then out of nowhere every eighth time we spoke about it it would hit you that it is inf- infinite and you get a real jolt of fuck that's mad and it's gone it's a split second thing. Mm. It's gone. And I always put it back to when we were doing the parachute jump and your man shimmies himself out and no part of you is touching the plane whatsoever and you're fucking just questioning everything you've ever done in your life. <laughs> that split second, and it feels like three seconds, but it's a split second fall. That pit Whoop. of your... Yeah. <clears throat> we always talk about that and we try to recreate that. And I remember one time walking to work years ago up to Johnstown and I was walking along and... Popped into my head and I jumped, literally jumped back and I fell in the car I was looking at me. I was walking that way, jumped backwards. But it was that instant. Not feeling, but that in, like that instant moment of I was able to recreate the fall from the parachute jump, that space is infinite and that I was going to die and there was no way back. And those three split second moments over the last... 15 years and one of them was doing the Wicklow Way I haven't told Mark this either and since that I, I've had it I've had a, a, a five se- a three second panic 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 brought myself back down over fucking death and it's the most stupid and I said to Tony and I said it's the most irrational fear and he said well it's the most rational fear <laughs> because it's going to happen but I've never feared death. It's the, it's the finality. The finality, as you say, yeah. yeah. If that's even a word. No, but if, yeah. whether it is or not, I, I get yeah. you. Like, yeah. Do you know what I kind of way? Yeah. But you see, it's only, f- the finality of it is only, it depends on your perspective, I suppose, like most things, but uh, it's only final for you. Like the, oh, I know, I know. Yeah, and then, like, or is is that the like, worst part like of it? Like fucking quick, write a book so, so, <laughs> so you're never dead or write a song so you're never dead. And, do you know, there's something there after you, but your kids are there after your legacy, and well, not legacy, but you know what I mean. Your 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 lineage. Um, but yeah, I, I I yeah didn't want to get into that, but I, I don't know why. But I've never had a fear of death up until recently enough, and yeah, I I think it was when I had one of the kind of they're not they're not panic attacks. It's just it's a race of the brain for a split second. Is it an anxiety attack? 
no. distinct from a panic attack. No. Okay. No, it it's 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 just the brain not being able to process that you're not going to be here. I think. Yeah. But it's a split second thing. I've always managed to pull myself back. And is it a tiredness thing? I mean, is it a physiological response? Like, is it like I? I remember reading before or hearing on a podcast that it can be hard to it can be hard to think when you're exhausted. And I've noticed that firsthand. So I'd be running a marathon or something and I'd have, I'd know I'd be running 5k kilometers and I'd know I'd have 10k left. Yeah. But it'd take me 15 minutes to not even be able to figure that out, like 10 by 5. It's a kilometer and it's five minutes and there's 10 of them. Yeah. And you just, you just can't do it because you're just so fucking tired yeah. and you're so exhausted and so drained yeah. so when that hit you on the run say beside your man was that at a particular low point physiologically speaking do you think or was it just was it all up in your head was it a pure mental thing I or don't, a bit if, of both it probably? felt like it just literally popped out of nowhere you know I, on, I, a, on an I, unremarkable I, part of an unremarkable yeah, race yeah yeah um like i know i was i was doing it with um I think 15 kg in the bag to to train for the spine race, and I'd never done it before. So within minutes, I was bollocksed, and there, I, I had 127 k to go. <laughs> I was absolutely wrecked, and it was all mount. It's the Wicklow Way. It's all the mountains, um, not through them, over them. And I ju- maybe it was something as simple as just I looked across the field and I went, oh, "This is fucking class. This is living." And then <laughs> kind of just spiraled. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's an I remember when, when Mike Tyson did DMT, he talked of this this rocket ship. Yeah, yeah. For a split second. Yeah. That's You're blasted. What, yeah. So that's what that was like. Just everything racing around your head, bubble, you're gonna die, and then boom, grant. Because I didn't throw myself into the ditch. If I threw myself into the ditch, I genuinely think I would have had a proper Meltdown or... Yeah. Yeah. Panic attack. I don't know. I don't know. I've never had them before, so I don't know what they are. Are you... People listening going, well, that's a fucking panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, my understanding of... like The way I conceptualise the difference between an anxiety attack and a panic attack, and I'm not qualified to fucking say this, just if on the off chance somebody listening thinks I am, I'm not qualified to talk about anything really, uh, other than me lived experience, I suppose. But to me, an anxiety attack is more like when you're driving along you're not speeding you're not doing nothing wrong and the next minute there's flashing blue lights behind you and you're like <gasps> that oh fuck <laughs> they got me that that feeling that's more of an anxiety attack it's more right. of a <gasps> but a, a panic attack typically not in control of your own surroundings it's, it's not it's not even that but it's it's far more it's less in your head and far more physiological so does a the the mental end of things it's it's impending doom you, with a panic attack you feel like you're going to fucking die and you're not going to die you know in a week you're going to die now and your oh, man okay, beside right. you is going to be looking at you right. and you're going to be there and it's going to be this awful ordeal and so that's, you're going to look fucking stupid basically yeah no 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 I've never never come close to that but on the more physiological side of the panic attack then you'd be hyperventilating yeah, your th- blood that's what I was say will go through yeah. the roof and, and, and all the rest yeah like and the domino effect like the the brain triggers something and it triggers yeah. the brain and there's a positive feedback yeah, loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and things spiral out of control then. Well anxiety is, is the pit of your stomach fear. Yeah, to more, more so. And again, you know yeah, I yeah, probably no, shouldn't say yeah. any more than I already have given that I don't 
really know the difference myself. But um, are you religious at all? No, no, no. And I was only thinking of this over on the way over. I was like, oh, he'll he'll bring religion up in some stage. No, I don't. I don't have a faith. Um, I organized religion. Fuck no, no, no place for it at all. To be honest, it should be at, in the home, and that's it. But you'd have to envy people who who genuinely believe that they're going somewhere after life. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Now, do do they really believe it? I don't know. Bit of false consolation, or is there anything wrong with false consolation? I, I don't know. They say there's no such thing as atheists in the trenches. They all call for God and the Yeah, mothers. religious people say that. Atheists don't. <laughs> do, do, but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like there's been plenty, that, and there's, it's been well documented. Yeah. That whole like, I'd love, to, I'd, I'd love to have. I'd love to have a faith, and I'd love. Would to, you though? I'm, I'm course, surprised yeah, at that. Yeah. Because uh, I, 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 sorry, no, I, not that I'd love to have faith. I'd love if there was a heaven that we all have the crack here and then go off the next time, and then you're there forever. Because if I if I had the choice to to live forever, of course you would friend of mine the other day said he wouldn't. I was like, no fucking way. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm do not, know. I wouldn't be gone no, on the whole no, heaven I, thing. Like, I chat would say not heaven because when we when you mention heaven, all you think is priests. And <laughs> uh, well, I like the idea of heaven on earth. Yeah, yeah. Or say immortality. Say, say like, but if you could live forever, of course you'd. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. But there's no way back then. What do you mean? There's no way back. So if you say no. Got, I can have one of those episodes now. Well, what I what I can but say, gone, is, like. but what I can say is, I don't know. I'm I'm happy with not knowing. I'm happy enough with the. Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> so like I know, I, like I, I wouldn't stridently say that I, I used to. I used to when I, during my devout atheist days, I would have said that you know it's like a light bulb turning off. It's just you're gone. That's it. Mm. And there is no more. So now, but, what do you think? Well, now my stance is I don't know. Yeah, but I've I've seen other worlds than the world that we're talking about. Yes, yeah. So so you you believe that your soul could carry on somewhere? And yeah, not, it's, not, it's, that you're, would, not that you're not that you're turned into a leaf and you're sitting there looking at stuff. But I I don't know. I don't believe in heaven at all. But I I'd love that. I'd love to think that. I don't know. There's just a. Will you be you be calming? Float of after I don't know what the fuck I really don't. But you see, there's... give me some drugs and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I think an important distinction here is is what lives and what dies. So I think in the more typical kind of Christian Catholic belief, the Graham Mackin goes to heaven and your body just kind of disintegrates into the ground. Like your mm. they say your soul rises up yeah, out of your body. Yeah. But I think to a large degree, what they mean is your ego, your thoughts who you perceive as being you. But in the psychedelic community, at least, there's more of an emphasis on when you die, Graham Mackin is no more. That the, the thing that has the thoughts is no more. But there's another, there's another component part of you, which is your soul, and it's eternal. So, But is it floating around looking at flowers and animals? No, Does because it in, in all, else? but you see, this is the thing. In, it's it's a framing problem. So what you're thinking of is is it looking at other things? But that would imply that there is a, a seer. Do Are you, know you aware of it? 
when you say are you aware of it <laughs> yeah so this is fucking swings around us we're never going to get uh, no well, I mean it's an eternal it's an yeah. eternal conversation like right. but the thing about psychedelics is especially if you take enough of them um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't blanket suggest that everyone should try psychedelics quite the contrary drugs are bad <laughs> Drugs are drugs. Bad like drugs hammers are, are fucking ha- are hammers. <laughs> you know, build a house, crack you over the face with. You know, it de- it depends on how you use it, yeah. why you use it, and all the rest of it. Um, but with psychedelics, when you've been brought to another dimension or plane mm. or existence or whatever that's completely different to this existence. You kind of go, oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, no, it, I was, I was a bit quick to say everything is lights out at the end. Yeah, it, like it was through Ivor's podcast and and um, a couple of the Joe Rogan ones. Yeah, there's, like, there's, there's they're real firm believers in something else. You see, when you've the seen it, it's side, kind of undeniable. I know, but do you not think that you saw it within your brain and not within the other world? I did, but. Everyone tends to see pretty much the same fucking thing. You know, I know, like, but like the children of fucking Fatima saw the same thing. Yeah, but they were buying into an ideology. Like there, there are people who have had these experiences who've never heard of psychedelics. Do you know, like in a way, they've never read any of the literature. They've never mm. gone down a, a rabbit hole, yeah. and they've maybe accidentally ingested whatever psychedelic substance it is, and right. they okay, report yeah. with all the fucking psychedelic was that, their, was that not just their brain though? Was it not? Is there not something in there that when the psychedelic hits, it just and but there's nothing. There isn't a doorway to the other world. It's just your brain playing tricks. Look, it could well be. Yeah, but it it's could the well peace be. of mind. Of, have it's you just, read up on um, mind uploading? Ooh, I, I. That's not for today, no. But well, let me just see if we're talking about the same thing. So the idea being that you basically upload your mind to the cloud. Mm. Okay, and it updates. Itself. I heard it, it updates itself. I, I heard it on Pat Kenny, and I was like, "Ah, oh, here we fucking go." Um, but they were just talking about it. But there was there was a um, there was a professor of something talking about it. But it would not, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know anything about it. That's as far as I got. And I, I googled it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it, your memories keep. I don't know if somebody does it for you or. I don't know. I don't know. Are you familiar with simulation theory? No. So that simu- we're in a simulation. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Did everything. So if you imagine, have you ever worn a, a VR? Pointless. Have you, have you ever worn a VR headset or anything like that? Virtual reality. Uh, no. So you you put Not on the, the new ones. No. You put on the headset, and you know you could you do this, and instead of your arms going up and down, your your wings move up and down. Yeah, and you're yeah, fucking yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah. So just give that another 200 years of progressing the way it is and you'll put one of those things on and you won't be able to tell. Like I could, the the argument for simulation theory is I can't prove that I'm sitting here now talking to you. I could be on my couch at home with a fucking VR headset on me. And it's it's essentially the same thing as the idea of uploading your mind to the cloud. Right. Um. So it's a bit like... Even if, though you know you're sitting here. Well, I think I know I'm sitting here. But it's like... <laughs> but it's you do the, know. The, the Matrix, like they made a movie yeah. out of it. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, you've got all these people who are being harvested as, as batteries and they're just in little kind of pods yeah. in an apocalyptic world, but they're living out their existence in a simulation. Mm. Yeah. 
So there's like there's there's a load of different answers to what happens after you die. Simulation yeah. theory is one. Um, you know, the, the the Christians have their version, the yeah. Jews have theirs, and, and whatever yeah. else. Like, but it's interesting as fuck. Oh, I geez, love all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And the the time I would imagine that that kind of stuff is going to come to the fore of your mind is when you're fucking five hundred kilometers into a whatever <laughs> kilometer race, yeah. like. Yeah, I'll have a panic attack. <laughs> is there much spirituality in that that loop that you're in of? Like, what would you call it? Endurance, endurance athletes? Is yeah. that what you would... Um, is that the umbrella term for what yeah. you do? Yeah. And is there much... Like, is there people with um, kissing their fucking rosary beads at the start God, or the finishing... I don't know. I don't know. You've, not that you've noticed it. No. The Yanks love it, all right. Because, like, in other sports, um, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but, no, they, they'll thank boxers particular they always thank god at the end yeah for you know supporting them and not the guy they were fighting <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks for letting me punch the head off him. but is there an element of that not that you've noticed i suppose no is there an atheistic side to it like is there the opposite of it a naturistic side nearly because you're always outdoors i wouldn't say either to be honest i don't know, don't know. yeah no it's, it's interesting like never thought of it like um in the rock climbing community Weed is a big thing. Cannabis is a big thing, and so are psychedelics. They're a big thing, and because they're going to die. <laughs> well, there's obviously a fine line between yeah, what yeah. they do and dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but it sounds a fucking how you started this conversation. It's not too far off remove you. Like, like I've I've had that sense of of kind of oh fuck, am I going to die in this moment? I've had that a couple of times. Mm. Uh, twice they were in. Um, I thought I was going to drown. Mm. One was when I was, I don't know, I was only fucking five or six and I couldn't get my face up out of water that was three inches deep and I fucking thought it was yeah. going to die. And the next time I was only six feet away from the thing I jumped off I jumped off of, but got into a bit of a panic. There was reeds kind of tangling at my feet, which panicked me more. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. and all of a sudden I couldn't make, I couldn't see myself making the three yeah. feet to where I could fucking grab. And that feeling, it's not nice, no, like, you know? No. But in both of those instances, they, that could, they both kind of passed because when I was in the lake, as soon as I grabbed the thing, I knew I was all right. And when I was on the beach that time lying down, as soon as I crawled, you know, the three or four feet that I wasn't in actually water anymore, I knew I was grand. Yeah. But with you, it was like that kind of click of, fuck, will I get out of here? Mm. lasted for a lot more than like a minute <laughs> yeah. or two like <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no it was it was terrifying um, and I'd always like to think I'm a very cool headed person rational logical <clears throat> yeah stop think what are you going to do but I had no options I had no options now I mean when I say I was cold I was frozen to the bone um, the wind I couldn't hear anything with the hood flapping it was whacking off me. I think I had cuts across the face because it was going. Couldn't you hold your hand in front of your face? You couldn't see it. Um, the wind turbines with the giant lights for the the helicopters, airplanes. Standing there, turbine was from me to you away. I could just see the bottom of it. Couldn't see any. Couldn't see any lights. Couldn't see a fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's when yeah, I just I just ran. Just and how do you know compass? Uh, no, everything. This was, it was just a silly, so it's just over this and down, yeah, and I meet you to the side, grand, okay, see you in an hour, gone. <laughs> but I didn't know it was full of snow up there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was freezing fog. 
um, wind, and then just running, just run, 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 bog hole, run, bog hole, run. Kept going, um, kept disappearing, and I was like, no, stop, 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 go back this way, go back this way. What way? You've lost your way. There is no way. Um, but, like, if I went left, I would have came across eventually where I had come from, probably. But I say go left. It's not a road to the left. Have you ever have you ever walked, like, I did a, a compass course before, like, and you're looking down at the compass and all of a sudden you've run this way and you're meant to go that way. Like, there is no straight line in the mountains. You can't turn left and go left. Yeah, but if, if you... could you... go a full circle within a kilometre of yourself. Not with a compass. No, not with the compass. No, no, no. No, but this was... The, I didn't have anything. Yeah, yeah. This was, I'll meet you in an hour and go for it. And I kept running, kept running. And I was like, if you lose sight of that wind turbine, or if you lose ear of the wind turbine, you're gone. Yeah, so that was, was your like, but only... But I can't go back that way. Yes. I won't make it to the road. Um. So I just ran like, fuck. Take it out of it, yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, big river. I was like, you have to cross the river. I was like, oh, no. Not crossing the river, but I had to cross the river. Turned out I didn't have to cross the river, so I had to cross it again. <laughs> Brilliant. But it was just that first kind of maybe three minutes, four minutes of right. You've you've picked right. You've you've picked this way. Fucking run. And then after about five minutes, I think I got out of the fog. Um, could see that light and just made my way to that light. And then the next morning, looking up at the mountain, just going. And, and Andy's saying I couldn't see any of that yeah, I could see to that tree there yeah and Everton passed so out how was I meant to get out of it do you know and th- you, there's no towns that, this is the Spiran Mountains nobody lives up there <laughs> nothing <laughs> go days without seeing anyone yeah which there wouldn't even be a fucking telegraph pole or a wire around no, for you to follow no, like. nothing but you couldn't even see your hand um, and was the timing off like should you have been doing that in daylight say I know hindsight's fucking uh, great, like, but doing it midsummer would have been perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, we had the window. Um, and what was the window? Um, that I was that I trained for the spine race. I was fit as a fiddle. Um, that I was doing ram in June, and then if I didn't do this in January, February max, then it's too late. Because I need to be too ram close to ram. to ram, yeah, yeah, and then she fucking ram cancelled then again. So okay, yeah, but yeah, fucking hell. So I'm gonna try and do it th- this midsummer that I can start at half four in the morning, no head torches, finish nine o'clock at night, no head torches. If I need to go in a bit later in the night, whatever. Sure, what about a couple of hours in the head torch? And no snow, no hypothermia, nothing. This is a, this, it's a well-known race, but it's not an event. So how do you like? How do you prove essentially this that you did it and that you did it in the time oh, you did it in? And so it's only been done once before. Okay, but he so the, the, this, says him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, is, no. are you just going on what this no, guy there, said he did once? There's an FKT fastest known time website. Okay, and so he ran it in 15 days. He didn't publish his Garmin, the okay. route, the files. So I have to send him my files. Same with the same with Everest. You you put up your you upload your file. Um, 
then your stats are there. There's no lie. You can't lie about it. It's well, you there. could fucking do it in the car. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't Ireland's way because it's well, no fucking road. Of course, but I mean, you could. No, you can hop on a bike and you. Or could, five people could do it. You could just yeah, hand your fucking yeah, Garmin over, like. Uh, yeah, but no. See the FKT website, um, but he didn't upload to that. So officially, nobody has ever. Okay. Run Ireland's way, but but he has done it in fifteen days. So the plan was to have the FKT record, um, but also had to beat him so that. If anyone ever said, oh, well, Don did it. Yeah, there was, oh, you, you got the yeah. fastest published one, but yeah, there was the yeah, guy, the yeah, unpublished yeah. guy you didn't So beat. I wanted to cover both, yeah. But, and not taking it away from what he did, it was amazing. But he was running, I think, 70k a day. And like, I know I could do that. Yes. I don't know if I could run 110k a day. Yes. And when did he do it, this sort of About guy? three years ago. And do you know him? Um, I know of him. Because that's the other thing, like, I would imagine your level of elitism, and the clues in the fucking term, there's not that many of you. No, yeah. Like, how many people in Ireland, say, are operating on the level that you are? Within within reason, not someone who's exactly the same. Yeah, but there was, I say level, like, I, I still, I'm still a bang average athlete. Um, the longer the race, the more chance I have of winning it, but, like, a day race... Now I have come second and third and a few bits, but well behind the winner. Like I'm, I'm way off the top, lads, way off. But again, I can't. I just can't. I don't have the time, the recovery. Yeah, but that's not that's not your that's not your hobby horse. That's not your thing. That's not your no, shake. no, 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 no. But that's what I mean. No. In what you do specifically, is there anyone else in no, Ireland doing it? No, because I, I know, I know ten men and women that are doing the running r- events I do mm. and I know maybe two that do the bike and I do but none of them do both nobody does both okay nobody and then like that's in Ireland so presumably no in a, the world in the world they don't, they, no one does both nobody does both no fuck I know yeah that's why that's cool did you know that before you got into it Um like, yeah. was that a motivating factor? No, 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 no. Again, I don't have motivation. I do this solely for me, just to listen to my music, get away from everything, chase whatever I'm chasing, or run from whatever I'm running. Did you ever hear of fishing? Um, <laughs> yeah, did a bit of deep sea fishing before, but I ended up getting hammered drunk on it, so it wasn't for me. But, like, but the reason I say that is I don't mean to be overly flippant about it. Because I have to be the best fisher in the world. <laughs> <laughs> But I like, would you know, love. You, I would love to um, listen to your podcast, listen to your music, read a fucking book, and just you know not have know, the devastating yeah. injuries I, and the nearly know, dying yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't know. I it, look. It's just bred into. Like, I'd love to go on deadliest catch. I'd love to. I'd love to do a season of opie fishing or king crab fishing because it looks horrendous. But I, I'd like to think I could do it. Yeah, painting my house now is pretty horrendous. Would you? Would you like to have no, a crack at that? I'm going to pay somebody to do my own. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. Uh, would has martial arts ever crossed your mind at all? Um, it has crossed my mind a lot. Yeah. Um, more the jujitsu side. Right. Why do you say jujitsu more so? I like the idea of. Uh, no, I'm not saying I, I. I. I'm sure I'd be fucking terrible at it. But I know. I know a lot of people who do it, and it instills an awful amount of self control. How do you mean self-control? Because when someone's choking, you're on top of you. You can't 
throw a hissy fit and you can't have a panic attack. You have to stop, be calm. And tap out. And tap out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Just the people I know, it seems to have changed them an awful lot. Oh, I would do, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially especially if you take it seriously and you do it over, over years. But then again, you could probably argue that about anything. Yeah. Do you know, like, in a way, like, yeah. if, you, if you take being a mechanic fucking deadly seriously, like, you know, it'll have changed them over time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right, there is, I think, more so with martial arts. There's a, there's a different level in martial arts, in particular with jiu-jitsu. So I think what, you're, what you might find appealing in jiu-jitsu, whether you're not aware of this or not, I don't know, but with jiu-jitsu, you can kind of go all in. So you can you can spar at you know pretty much a hundred percent, not far off a hundred percent in right, jujitsu, yeah. and kind of you could do that you know five times a week, but you couldn't do that with any of the other martial arts. No, no. Do you know you have to pair it back down yeah, to fucking yeah. sixty, fifty percent. But yeah. like, look, you probably can't do it five or six times a week at a hundred percent, but you could definitely do it regularly at eighty, ninety percent. Yeah, and it is very much so kind of life or death. Yeah, without overblowing it too much because. There's a, an expression in jiu-jitsu, uh, tap, snap, or nap. Yeah, yeah. So you either tap, snap something it. snaps, yeah. or go you go unconscious. Like, yeah. And it, it, you know, that's there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, either way, chasing breaking might be the best name for your jiu-jitsu no. career. <laughs> Graham no. Mackin has his fucking arm broken on day one. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, there's loads of stuff that, that appeal, but... But th- that's that's what I want to focus yeah, on now. Like, I what's... think we found. I think I found my thing, Joe. Yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting yeah. you to fucking start a new thing. But I'm just. I I love the way that you're so accomplished at what you've done. You've got a couple of businesses. You've got the house built. You've got the kids half reared. Everything's flying. <laughs> but there's still a little bit of you that you know. Been looking at jujitsu over the last couple of yeah. years. I'm looking at psychedelics, and I've been to Peru. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at psychedelics. Um, yeah. I think it's a lot of stuff to do, isn't there? Well, I think so. You yeah. certainly think so. But yeah. I don't think... Oh, a lot of people don't. Like, in, I would argue most people don't. Yeah. I know. <laughs> not distant accountants, but they're always the one that kind of get thrown into the category of, like, the boring job or whatever. Oh, yeah. Bean counters. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, there's a lot of people who do the nine-to-five, don't have hobbies... I like it, and if they're happy, fucking class, genuinely class, leaves the matter. But you just you feel they're missing out on an awful lot. Yeah, I don't. I for the most part, I don't think they are happy. Mm. Now again, that's just my own intuition. I, of no yeah, way of but, verifying that. Yeah, but okay, we'll take accountants out because it, it, my own accountant will fucking have me paying tax <laughs> out the years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I I wish people would try more things. Yeah, yeah, without without us turn into the one that tries everything and sticks to nothing yeah you know? yeah because I, I one of my friends he has gone through everything he he was he went through alcoholism for a while gave that up <laughs> gave that a go got into the golf gave that up got into the Ironmans gave that up just one thing to one to the dun to dun better that than being at, at fuck all though too is it I think so yeah but a lot of us have an addictive personality it doesn't always lead to bad things yeah, not true enough. good things, do you know. And what do you think stops people from from doing all these different things? Is it the the bad gram? Listening to self doubt, yeah. And and a lot of people are just too fucking nice to themselves. So nice, to too themselves. nice to themselves. Oh. That's an interesting one. Now people are 
Do you know? Give me an instance of being too nice to yourself. Or give me an instance of not being nice to just yourself. Just being too nice to yourself is like... Just never pushing yourself, never hurting yourself, never taking a risk. Do you know, you get yourself a bike, but heaven forbid you'd go over 30 kilometres an hour on it for, for, <laughs> you, for you'd feel pain. Do you know, people are just nice to themselves. People quit too easy before it gets too hard. They're nice to themselves. Yeah, yeah. People who are happy to quit. Fuck that. No. The, fu- the fuck fuck's that out of it? Fuck that. How you be happy to quit? Oh no, I'll do it again next time. Will you fuck? Do you know? Yeah, it's fascinating. Shit's the, the there mentality. to be done. Oh, without a doubt. No, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, you wake up and you go and do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd be all, I'd be all on for encouraging younger people especially to do it because if you don't do... If, you, if you're not at anything when you're younger, you're sure as shit aren't going to be at fuck all when you're older. No. Now, look, there are exceptions to the rule. Past guest in front of the show, Pat O'Reilly, be a perfect example of that. That man went without getting out of breath for fucking 35 <laughs> years and now runs 10K every other day yeah. for the last two years. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, so it, it is possible, yeah, but, he's a, but, but he's a minority. But does Pat Like, does he... I often think, or people often say... If I if I started this years ago, like am I doing this? Am I am I chasing what I what I lost? Do you know if I if I had this mentality when I was a teenager, fuck it, I'd been Olympian. Do you know I'd I'd have become yeah, you, a professional. Yeah, but you didn't <laughs> because I didn't have it in me. Do you know? But I see a lot of people, even in the clinic as well, say they take up running and then they just fucking all immersive into it and they wreck themselves because, like, I know one lad. God, I think he lost fucking like 120 pounds or something. Fuck. Got into to running, bit of cycling, and just kept hammering, hammering, and then ran himself into the ground. Riddled with injuries because he he finally found what he loved and was trying to go back 30 years to, to, to show that lad what he ha- has now. He can't do it. And then he, I think he was out of running for two years because he wrecked himself. Jesus. Actually, no, a few, three that did. Similar, yeah. Typical advice I would have taught from a physiotherapist would be, oh, pull back, oh, don't do so much. Do you find that for yourself? Like, does the physio side of you kind of, like, is there the physio Graham that does be saying, oh, no, Graham? No, not not for the big stuff. Like, sometimes, say, Bernard has me out for a three-hour run <clears throat> and my Achilles is at me, I might do an hour and a half or two hours and then try and do a bit of rehab work after it. But during an event, I've always had the mentality and I suppose because in my head it's always been building to Ram Ram is the ultimate goal when Ram has finished I'm in for a slippery fucking slope <laughs> because I don't know what I'm going to do <clears throat> but I've always had the thing that, that my th- this event is my last not I don't think it's my last but could be my last so the whole idea of like no stop stop and you know rest up for a few weeks and then do your next one that's in my head that's a lot of bollocks this is what you're here to do. Do it. Worry about everything after. Yeah. Like at the Ireland's Way injury, I just, I physically couldn't. I, like I couldn't walk. I couldn't tiptoe. I turned my foot in, the, I turned my foot out. I ran with a bent knee. I ran, fo- I just couldn't do it. Uh, kept locking, kept buckling. I kept falling to the ground. There was just no way. It was being done. Ram was in the back of my mind, <clears throat> but I knew a few weeks whatever you'd be grand but every other event it's always this is it you could get hit by a bus tomorrow 
So don't be looking at the next one. This is it. So fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that is what gets me through an awful lot of it as well. Yeah, not looking past. Yeah, and the, the other side is like, like I, I did carry with Mark and um, he'll probably listen to this and give out to me, but um, he was hurting. He was, I don't know, I say he was 20k behind me or whatever and he was hurting fairly bad and I was trying to find reception because I was hurting. So I was trying to find reception to text him just to say, listen, you're going to get over this slump. This is the bad one. I just went through it a few kilometres back. Get over it. Sun will be up in an hour. Everything will be grand. You're finished. You're done. I couldn't find reception anywhere. Eventually sat down, got reception, sent it. And then Andy was crewing for me and he came up and he said, oh, Mark pulled it out just back there. I was like, fuck, I should have texted him earlier. I should have fucking texted him earlier. The two of us were in the hotel later on. One of us... <clears throat> Both as injured as each other. Me a little more so, I have to say. <laughs> Get the but we in. both went to bed. One of us went with a medal, one of us didn't. Yeah. He could have finished. And it's it's eating away at him now, still. And I've said it to him, he could have finished. He chose not to finish. But I think it was his missus said, and she's the best in the world. Earlier on, she was baiting him out the door, baiting him out the door. And then there was one point when he was at his lowest and his, his girlfriend and his sister were in... A car. He sat into the car. Leave to it to the women. He sat into the car to get out of the rain and didn't get out. Do you know, you're going to be suffering regardless. The next day, you're going to be in bits. Sun rises, the sun sets. I'd always rather have the thing done, no matter how bad it gets. Always. Yeah, it's funny. You're making me think of who you have around you, and I know I kind of I joked about the fucking you know ah the women ruined it whatever. But aside from that. Do you find yourself in your day-to-day life surrounding yourself with people who are kind of doers? Like, are, yeah. are you, like if you, if the, yeah, if, but are the top 10 people in your mm. phone book people who've ran marathons and fucking yeah, built un- mountains and... But, but unintentionally. I didn't go, oh, he's class, I'm going to hang around with him. Of course, yeah. You've just, you kind of come across these people. But yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because there is there's something about that that they've kind of a mindset. Events, like, yeah, they've all done events, big stuff. All run their own businesses. Yeah, who would you have looked up to? Do you think before before you've done any of the races or before you started the business, even like when you were coming up, who would you have looked up to? Does anyone jump to mind? Sports wise, professional wise, both like. Like was uh, was Lance Armstrong your childhood oh fucking God, yeah. hero? Yeah. He was okay. Oh God, yeah, yeah, he was. Well, when I get into the cycling, he was. Yeah, um, yeah, he cut me real deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tiger Woods, without a shadow of a doubt, he was my. They all go off the rocker though. <laughs> all my heroes, um, Roger Federer. Um, it was always the people at the top of their game. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but not anymore. When I started to do big stuff that I know that they couldn't do, I I'd much, I much, I far greater respect for for people like myself who have kids, who have jobs, who do the unthinkable, mm. rather than people, millionaires, that have people waiting on hand and foot that were essentially born with the gift to do it. Yeah, yeah. And they were. It was nurtured in the right way, but they were born it, for sure. But 
No, yeah, so I don't have any heroes in that sense anymore. So who would your heroes be now? If you, if, not that you have to have yeah. any, do you know what kind of way? Yeah, none really. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Or who would you get inspiration from? Do you know what kind of way? Like, I mean, now again, there doesn't have to be anyone per se. Like, I don't really get it from because like, there's a couple of ultra cyclists. Like one lad has won race across America seven times. He holds all the records, but it's his full time job. Do you know? Yeah. So I'm never going to beat his time. So I can't be inspired by what he does because it's his job to do it. Yeah, no, that that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, not really. Would Ivor have inspired you in some sense? Not, you know, massively throughout your life, obviously, but, I mean, you, you mentioned them and you mentioned that you listened to those conversations a couple of times. I'm just curious as to... Uh, no, I wouldn't say... It's, I just find him fascinating. I, I find... His knowledge of psychedelics is brilliant. He should he should have his own podcast, to be honest, or he should have a You're book. You're fucking preaching the converted here, man. Yeah, he should have a book or something out. Absolutely, he should. Well, you'd be glad to know he'll be in here on this coming Tuesday and I'm keen to get himself and Pork Riley on because himself and Pork there'd be a lot of crossover there and I'm keen to sit the two of them down and for me to just sit back and relax. Yeah, be class. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really say anyone. I wouldn't draw inspiration from anyone. I get a lot of my energy from music. Really? Yeah, I... A particular type or genre? Or I'm not musical group, in or? any way, but I spend 10 hours a day, listen, 12 hours a day listening to music. What are you listening to? Um, good stuff. <laughs> good Rock, rap, no. Irish, American, English, I do bands, love, I do love women. Of, I do love a bit of rap. Uh, so I have a couple of playlists. One playlist is, is, is the climbing playlist that... Do you know, it's fucking Tupac, uh, Buster Rhymes, Linkin Park, whatever. Just just the, the stuff that you, da, 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 yeah, da, 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 da. you hammer yourself along. <laughs> but, but but still stuff with kind of meaning and feeling. And then I have another one that uh, I suppose it started out as if uh, if I was lucky enough to be told, right, Graham, you have four hours left on this earth that I'd stick that one on and out with a smile presumably that's a lot more mellow is it it's yeah 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 like like David Gray and people go oh White Ladder that's a lovely album like that that's some of the worst stuff he's ever done do you know right but it, it's great stuff but he's got some amazing stuff and like his last album um, Gold in a Brass Age or Life in a Brass Age it was incredible and Lauren brought me to see him in the board gosh and she take him or leave him, like, you know, grand, whatever. And um, he's got a song called Mallory. And it's amazing on, this, on on Spotify and CD. But he started with it live and just all the instruments and all the lights. And I, I've never had such a fucking euphoric moment in my life. And I turned to Lauren and she was bawling her eyes out. Absolutely bawling. And it was just incredible. So I've, I've two songs, that and... Um, Frightened Rabbit Death Dream that no matter what is going bad or wrong or hurting in an event I pop those on and I just transport what was it Frightened Rabbit Frightened Rabbit or Scottish band um, he'd be my favourite singer song. he'd be my favourite songwriter 
he killed himself three years ago. Fuck. Um, yeah, and I've never had Whilst any... before or during or after you were kind of getting into him? Or... Oh, no, well during, yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I've been listening to him probably, probably a little bit from about kind of, say, 12 years and then big into it. Saw them in Navin actually about eight years ago. And that just, yeah, so threw himself into the the fourth river or the five. Uh, but yeah, because I've never had anyone kill themselves ever. But that fucking knocked me for six, which is weird because I didn't know the man. Yeah, it's funny because uh, but then I would... never get any more music from him. Yeah, so yeah, never... robbed kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But um, I actually bought a. Uh, a print mural of him last last night. No way. Yeah, from my camper van. Savage. Yeah, and um, I'm actually getting a tat. My first tattoo. I don't have any tattoos. You don't have any. No. No, either do I. Never thought I would, but uh, I'm. Get, yeah, I'm getting two tattoos. I don't know why the fuck I'm telling you all this. You're getting chasing, breaking across. Yeah. Is it the back or the yeah. chest. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm getting a couple of tattoos, but one of them is 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 a. Uh, a line from his one of his songs but yeah what's the line uh, or can you share it don't feel obliged now yeah. tell me to fuck off yeah, like. people would be sitting there fucking giving it um, it's uh, and it it's not it sounds pretentious but it's not and I don't intend to to be that guy or do what the line says I just love the line it's uh, while I'm alive I'll make tiny changes to earth I like that yeah incremental steps yeah Bit by bit. And there's been a mental health charity set up since he killed himself called Tiny Changes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing songwriter. Amazing. It's funny because that, that... But that's my inspiration is... is, is Even today, like, I, I could barely get down the stairs. I'm so stiff and sore. But out I went, 10 mile run, Frightened Rabbit, playlist this morning. You just breeze around listening to him. The run is fucking... And for the longer runs, then, so I, I get the I get that you want fucking running through walls music, you know, the, the yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. You need that to get you up the hill, yeah. But you're not going on a fucking twenty-two hour uphill yeah, run, yeah. So how do you? So I, I, I like listen, you, do you have a twenty-hour mm, playlist for a twenty-hour yeah, so, run? So, so like every song I have on Spotify goes into the liked section, so yes, liked songs. So when I started Ireland's Way. I started that. It's like, I don't know, it's like 4,000 songs or whatever. So you just breeze off with that. Some are fast, some are slow. Do you know? And when you're, because the like guide suffer from this, suffer is probably the wrong word, but. You pick up and leg it for a two pack and slow down for. Yeah, the like capacity. I, I, yeah, well, yeah, I'd, I'd be running <clears throat> yeah. along. I won't be feeling, yeah. I'd be fucking low energy. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I've still got fucking 8K to yeah. go here. And. Uh, I'll whip out the phone and yeah. I'll put no, on I, my, I, I my can running or to fighting music, music without changing. Yeah, but then like so, so like on some runs, say, um, like I do fasted runs in the mornings. That's so, just running without breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it's it's to train the body to eat the, or to, to use the fat source as opposed that to reserve. Like, yeah, so when you are sick or on the last stretch, on the fume, you have yeah. fumes to to yeah. use. Um, but uh, they say to kind of finish the last three or four hundred metres or whatever in a sprint it kind of flushes shit out or something I'm not sure um, but yeah I'd always click on to Limp Biscuit or something for that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah get down the road 
But uh, yeah, so that's 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 what gets me going is music. Um, it's become an awful important part of my life. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, it's funny because I've mm. I've gone running a couple of times of late over the last few days actually, with no music. And pe- and people say that's the best thing to do. I can't do it. Yeah, well, I, have, I sorry, not that I can't do it. I haven't tried to do it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't want to. <laughs> one one thing I'd say if you're going for a short one now and you you want to yeah. try it, try it on like I don't know where exactly you're living but try it on the back roads because I run on the main road a lot because I live in one yeah no and I'm main on back road, road main road without fucking music man is just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and your own yeah because they say that, like when you can hear your footsteps like, it's like a metronome and you find this perfect rhythm and you, yes. you go but I find to get into my head too much then I don't want to be in my head music kind of keeps me and would you listen to a podcast? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because I yeah. find that I find that. I've best. often listened to this on on long bikes. Um, maybe Tommy and Hector. Or I love the Dave McWilliams one on the bike as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because what I love about the conversations when I'm out running, say, or presumably it's the same as the bike, you kind of you get engrossed in the conversation more so than you do the music, oh, yeah. say, and fuck, where'd the last Absolutely. 10k go? Yeah, yeah. so that's why I started with the podcasts, was because I found with the music, you know, I can skip the song, I've listened to that loads of times, and podcast, you're like an hour is gone before you know it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Your own little performance enhancing drug. Yes, <laughs> soon, soon to be made illegal, yeah. But it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. having you on. Thanks for having me back. The last time I was on to you about getting chased and breaking up and going, we were saying. I think at the time, I think at the time, I said something along the lines of, "The next time you're on, I want that fucking <laughs> thing up and running, right?" So, what's the next thing? What are we gonna? What am I gonna try and? What What have you in the back of your mind that you? Because this this time two years ago when you were on first, you knew in the back of your mind you had to get this fucking page up and running. What I'm curious now as to what's in the back of your mind that you have to get up and running along a similar vein. If there is one. Uh, for Chasing Breaking or for Graham? Either or. Um, well, for, for Graham, say. Fuck yeah, Chasing so Breaking. As, as I said, the, the, new, the new business venture is, is is tipping along. You can't tell me what it is. No, Motherfucker. No. Um, it is tipping along. Um, it could get to a stage where I might have to take a break from all the Chasing Breaking stuff for a couple of years to get it up and running properly. I don't know. Hopefully not. <clears throat> um Probably not because, as I said, m- most of my training is kind of four in the morning or nine at night anyway. So I can always get the training in, just squeeze in a couple of events. But uh, this, that'll be the big one to go um, for chasing. Uh, I want the FKT on the Ireland's way. Like, our, our holding FKT is pretty special. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and I want to be the only, I, w- I want to have the first and only double. Everest run to match my only bike. Lovely. That I, I think that's pretty spectacular. World first. That would be. And cool. never going to be done again. Like, probably not. Because as I said, nobody's doing biking and running. Yeah, you're <clears throat> loads of runners I know looking at Everests. None of them are looking at doubles, but none of them cycle bike. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, you're one of thanks a kind fucking lunatic. <laughs> so listen, thanks again. What's the chasing break? Is it chasing breaking chasing Instagram br- or chasing breaking Graham underscore Graham Mackin? 
Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. And then again, with the spun cycle, spun run stuff, you can keep up with all I that. I was just going to say, why do pe- why should people visit spun cycle, spun run? Give me the plug. Give uh, me your 30-second elevator pitch there. Because Dave is there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to past guests and friends of the show, Dave, Dave Webster. Um, what, what? <laughs> uh, why should they go to spun? Yeah. And not Halfords or big, some shop it, in it, Dublin. It's locally owned. Uh, two friends opened up, myself and Dave. Um, it is soon to be... It is the, the only bike and run store in the northeast, but it's soon to be the biggest... One of the biggest bike and run stores in the country. And by far the biggest anywhere within a fucking hundred miles yeah, of Navin. And the best. <laughs> and I'm there to sign t-shirts <laughs> take photos photo ops we'll, oh you know what you should do get a big chasing breaking mu- mural on the wall <laughs> oh, so already there. you and all your fans it's, already come there. Up. it's there it's there it's you've there, got yeah, it boxed yeah, off yeah, yeah it's full of women <laughs> <laughs> brother it's been emotional thank you talk to you